This is Monty in the Morning, the show Phoenix Magazine readers voted number one talk radio show in Arizona. Number one during your morning commute. Number one whenever news breaks during your day. And number one whenever and wherever you want to talk sports. Now it's time for Monty in the Morning. Hey, yo, man. How the heck are you? It is the Monty Show. Presented by The Advocates. Find them online, theadvocates.com. Your best injury attorneys in the business. The Advocates say, by the way, it is snowing out there. If you've been in Iraq, you need somebody to fight for you, call The Advocates. Get to their uh, website, theadvocates.com. Make sure you uh, use their chat feature. Yeah, you can chat with an attorney right now at theadvocates.com. How about the Utah Jazz shocking the world? Beating Golden State last night. Is Jordan Clarkson going to get suspended? Will Rudy Gobert get booed? Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert. Any chance that Utah Jazz fans boo the single greatest big man in the history of the organization in Rudy Gobert? No. Any chance? Nope. You don't think there's... Standing ovation. It's not possible. Tribute video. He's going to get a video. All right, roll the tribute gonna, video. He, he, they're going to roll a tribute video. Or no, it's, we're not going to call it the tribute video. Actually, I think it's... Dude, some, if Bogdanovich if you, got a video, Rudy's you, definitely getting a video. If you look on the, the drive over there, it's called the Terrence Mann highlight tape. Go ahead. And, <laughs> and the first highlight on the Rudy Gobert tribute no. video is his block on John Morant. Yeah. Yeah, let's go. Uh, Gobert and the Timber Puppies in town on Friday night to take on your Utah Jazz. But, uh, Jacob, yeah, Shador, yeah. Uh, why don't we start talking about a Utah Jazz win last night, 124-123 over the Golden State Warriors in very interesting fashion. Jordan Clarkson gets ejected with 45 seconds to go. He, I think, is probably looking at a suspension and Simone Fontecchio needs more playing time. Jake, does that about sum up what happened last night at the Viv? Yeah, yeah. And I think you have to say that Jordan Poole was a little soft on that last play. You know, Jordan Poole not not protecting the ball in the last play is why the Jazz won the game. And that's fine. That's not an excuse. That's just what happened. So to me, you know, this game kind of went, um, you know, as far as Jordan Poole is concerned, how I thought it would go. You know, Jordan Poole balled out 36 points, uh, had himself a night. Unfortunately, at the end there, he turned it over and cost his team. So to me, uh, this is exactly where Jordan Poole needs to grow. This is exactly where the Utah Jazz thrive. They pick on players who, who you know, are giving them opportunities. You know, the, the Jazz, to me, are a team that is, is opportunistic as hell. They will look for any opportunity to get that timely turnover, that timely foul, that timely shot. Like, yeah. that's the kind of team they are. And, and, and again, I want to be really clear. I don't even think that's a bad thing. I think it's a great thing. I think that's that's who they need to be right now. They need to be that opportunistic team. But, but certainly, uh, I'm not going to sit here and say that this was some quality win. You, you, you were beat, and the Warriors made a mistake, and you took advantage of that. And, and I think it's great that you did. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't. How do I say this gently? You beat Golden State, but man, you didn't play well. But I have a real problem with all these guys sitting out. And I know that this is something we've talked load about. Load management. When we manage our loads hey, and on. stuff. I know that we've talked about this in the past, but I have a real problem with guys sitting out like this. I mean, Lori Markkinen should have played last night. 
Um, and are you telling me that, you know, Wiggs and Steph and Dre, none of them were available to play? None of them at all. I'm not buying that for a second. And you look at Lori Markinen not playing last night and Mike Conley not playing last night. I, yeah. It just, it, it is, if I bought a ticket to that game, I'd be asking for a refund. Yeah, I'd be pissed. I would be really upset yeah. because you got what amounted to a wild ending and it was a wild ending. Let's not, let's not sugarcoat it. The last five minutes of the game were wildly entertaining. Yeah. The first three quarters and, you know, seven minutes were not so entertaining. And it was an ugly game to watch. And you look at the, the starting lineup for Golden State. You know, you, you have a guy in, in Jamichael Green and Kevon Looney and Clay Thompson and Ty Jerome. Jordan Poole, who, by the way, congratulations, had 36 points. Dilly, dilly. Dilly, dilly. dilly. I mean, is that what we paid to see from the Golden State Warriors? No, I mean, obviously not. I, I mean, I, if you bought a ticket, you know, a month ago for this game that you were looking forward to, you came to see Steph. You came to see the Steph and Clay dynamic. You came to see Jordan Poole off the bench. You came to see, you know, that. But that even team. on the Utah Jazz side of it, when you look at the Utah Jazz not playing Laurie Marketing last night, you just want to know why. Like, oh, it, it's listed as an illness. Yeah. Maybe I'm just a skeptic. I'm not buying that. I'm not buying that. And that, you know, listen, I love my guy Walker Kessler starting. I've been calling for Walker to start for how long? Yeah. I love that he started. I love that Vanderbilt played 24 minutes. They both played 24 minutes. Yeah. I love it. I wanted to see Lori Markkinen. Mm -hmm. I'm not paying to see, you know, with all due respect, Simone Fontecchio. I'm but paying all due respect. to see Lori Markkinen yeah. and all this sitting out nonsense. Yeah, I mean, I, I think this has been a, a, a discussion a long time in the league. And obviously, you know, the, the term load management started with Kawhi in San Antonio. And, and that's kind of what, uh, you know, that's kind of what facilitated his exit. Uh, the proper but... nomenclature is managing our loads. Right. If, if, we, could, if right. we could go with managing our loads, right. that'd be great. <laughs> Um, I hate it. I hate it. Now, having said all that, Jordan Clarkson should be suspended. Um, I mean, you cannot, first of all, Jonathan Kaminga, right up until the point where he started talking a bunch of junk, did nothing wrong. Jordan Clarkson got his shot blocked. Jordan Clarkson swung his left arm wildly. Yeah. Jordan Clarkson then bowed up to try and fight Kaminga. I'll drop that motherfucker. That's a one game suspension at a minimum. Yeah. At a minimum. Yeah. I don't understand what Jordan was doing there. Like, he completely lost his cool. It which, which, and when we talk about this team and we talk about untouchables and not untouchables, like, Jordan Clarkson's a really important guy on this team in those kind of situations. And if we're being honest, they probably don't win the game if Jordan doesn't get ejected. Right. But he can't get ejected there. Like, it's just a complete meltdown. It... it that was really disappointing out of Jordan Clarkson. Yeah, I mean, I think that Jordan... So, obviously, this game was physical. Obviously, this this was one of those kind of games where you're both of these teams are grinding against each other. There was a lot of physicality, a lot of tough fouls. Like, it was that type of game, you know? And you could see a building in the third quarter. You could see that there were, you know, this little thing here, that little thing there. And you're like, all right, we're building. You know, we're going to get some technicals here. Like, things are going to get a little out of hand. And, and I really felt like Jordan... Jordan got frustrated when the shot was blocked. Like he wasn't frustrated with the initial foul from Kaminga at all. That's a that's a that's an every game, every night foul in the NBA. 
Uh, but I think Jordan was frustrated that Kaminga was able to recover after bumping him and block his shot. Yeah. And then for Kaminga to block the shot, get the rebound, if you will, get the 50-50 ball, if you will, that's where Jordan lost his cool. And then during the highlight, you see Jordan's like, whoa, 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 we're good, we're good. And then what you just said, Kaminga starts talking. And, and I think that's where it's like, Jordan has to be better in that moment because Kaminga or any other player is always going to talk a load of junk to you in that moment. That's how the NBA yeah, he works. just blocked your shot, man. Yeah, like dude. It, with less than a minute to go in the he game, was physical and... with you, blocked your shot, got the 50, 50 ball. It was, he essentially turned you over and yeah, he's going to talk a load of junk. And then for you to be Mr. Street fighter and like bow up and be Mr. Badass. This is what I said about Rudy. Jordan Clarkson's in throwing hands. Jordan Clarkson is in some, guy who's going to go out on the court and yeah. fight somebody yeah. like get the hell out of here man yeah uh, but having said that i mean i loved what i saw from fontecchio last night i thought that was a really big performance for him and you know that's a guy that we know can shoot threes but he makes a really nice play to get down the wing there at the end of the game for that dunk um you know and and again i saw everybody on twitter after the game you know foul on olenic foul. well it's a foul that's absolutely a foul on kelly olenic but they didn't call it so is it a foul no it's not Right, Beasley makes a nice heads-up play, gets up the floor. Yeah, the the play that's really head-scratching is Clay Thompson leaving Beasley open on that three. Like yeah, I, I, don't I don't know, know what you were doing there. I don't know what Clay Thompson was thinking. That's all Beasley's got. But really smart not to take the layup and kick it out to Beasley for three. Like really smart. Mm -hmm. um, I thought that was a big deal. But this is this was a good night. If you look at some of the numbers out of the game last night, um, you know, I, I think you got a really big performance out of, of Colin Sexton again, 27 minutes, um, you know, four of nine, but eight of 10 from the free throw line, which you love three times, 17 points. Yeah. Um, you know, again, I, I, I look at Malik Beasley, four of nine from three continues to be a 40% free throw or a three point shooter, three rebounds, a dime, 18 points, like that's what you needed, but Simone Fontecchio, six of 10 from the floor in 20 minutes, three of six from three, three rebounds and assist, 18 points. Like to me, he's the story of the game um, because I think he has earned more minutes. I think he is, I think Simone Fontecchio is a guy that, as a Jazz fan, he can be that role player that shoots threes at a very high level. Is he physical enough to compete in the league? I don't know yet. But where he is and where this Jazz team is, Jake, I'm going to see more out of him. Yeah, 100%. And, and I think that, you know, the last play where he dunks the ball there, that's extremely opportunistic. You you know, to be in the position that he was in on that play, you have to read the play really well. You have to understand, you know, what's happening and what's about to happen so you can get, you know, three, four steps ahead of the last defender. And that's what he did. So I love to see it. Um, but, yeah, I think it's interesting. Like, we always have the conversation about, not overexposing guys. I wonder what that looks like for a guy like Fontecchio. Yeah. You know, is overexposure for him 20 minutes? Is he a 10-minute guy? Is he a 20-minute guy? Like, that's what I think remains to be seen. And I think you have to figure out what his true weaknesses are. Now, I'm going to tell mm. you his true weaknesses are physicality. You're right. Like, I think, you know, he's somebody that could be taken advantage of physically. But if he can make four or five threes a night, that's worth it to me. That's, you know, that, that extra 15 to 20-point pop is worth it on any given night. So, yeah, I do think he should get more minutes for sure. Well, and then a double-double out of Walker Kessler is the other thing you got to talk about in the fact that he started, which I really like. Um, can you start Walker Kessler and and Laurie Markkinen together? I don't know. I guess we're going to find out if 
you know, if Lori gets over this horrible, you know, terrible sickness that he's battling, because, I mean, that would be the only way he'd miss a game. Right. Instead of, <laughs> like, load management. Guy, you didn't play since Saturday. Anyway, I'm bitter. The point is, Walker Kessler starts, gives you a double-double. I don't know. I think there's a lot to like in this game. Yeah. Um, I think there's a lot to be excited about. By the way, it was a huge swing. Um, with the win, the Jazz are sixth in the West instead of 10th in the West. Yeah. The Warriors are now four games out in the West. Um, I mean, this was a this was a pretty important, you know, positionally speaking. This is kind of a, a, a important. We're in December, but I mean, as we head for December fifteenth, which is you know the first trade deadline of the season, where players who are signed to contracts can now be traded. As we head for that date, I I mean, wins like this are ones that you're going to look back and remember. So. Last night was a big win, no doubt about that, as we talk about the Jazz beating Golden State 124-123 and just a wildly entertaining game. So, should Jordan Clarkson be suspended? I'd give him a game. I, I wouldn't give him more than that. I think it was a heated moment. I think we've seen a lot worse in the league, you know, um, you know, as far as physicality and swinging on guys and everything. So, I might give him a game. I, I, I could also see, you know, giving him, giving him a fine... You know, I I don't know. Like, I, I can see it both ways. A game is probably fair. I probably wouldn't go too much past that, though. Yeah, I think you got to give him a game. One, he, that wild swing. Yeah. Out of frustration, I think, was dumb. Well, I mean, it's an ejection. the headband thing, too. The headband in the crowd thing. He got fined for that. Like, you know, so he's kind of been heated lately. Yeah, I think he, yeah, I think he gets a suspension. And, oh, by the way, we have to work in Rudy's return. So no doubt he gets applause. No doubt he gets oh, a he's tribute gonna, video. He's going to get a tribute video. He's going to get standing ovations. Um, yeah, like I, I have no question about that. 100%. 100% fan favorite, you know. Best like, big man in jazz history? Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know jazz history well enough. I, I, wow. I would tell you best big man in recent history. Okay. Okay. He wouldn't. But, he wouldn't survive in the in the Stockton and Malone era. I can tell you that. Yep. Uh, Neville ninety three. Good morning too. He says first one in. Good morning. What a game last night, indeed. Pied Piper. Jake was right about pool. Look at that. By the way, some breaking news. Brittany Griner's been released. Oh, from, she has. Yes, in a prisoner swap. And, really. And Biden will be speaking on it. Uh, I believe at eight thirty Eastern. I don't know. It. I follow Caitlin Collins because obviously. Um, so yeah, she's being released, which is amazing news. Finally. Wow. That is a, uh, that is a big deal. Yeah. Uh, we need to get, get some, the old, uh, CNN or yeah, Fox we need to get some here. details on that. Um, wow. That's if in fact that is, um, what is happening? That is, that's huge. Um, because she's been Brittany Griner freed as part of a prisoner swap. Uh, according to uh, CBS, um, she is in a one-for-one -one prisoner swap with Russian arms dealer Victor Bout. Wow, there you go. It is Victor Bout. Um, wow, that's huge. Yeah. Um, she has been. She is out. She is already out. Um, she is in U.S. custody now. Um, wow, that's amazing. So, breaking news this morning. If you're just tuning in. Uh, as it happens, Brittany Griner has been freed from a Russian, uh, Russian prison uh, in a prisoner swap with a big, um, with a big uh, Russian arms dealer. Um, I... It's an incredible thing. I mean, I, I think it's absolutely what you know. 
people have been waiting for. And and I hope all the people that were criticizing Biden over this are happy, you know. And and I think that, um, you know, I never like seeing Russian arms dealers be set free, but I think you don't have a choice. An American, you know, is being held by the Russians. You got to get it done. Yeah, this is a big deal. You know what? I, I think it is. Um, I think this is. Wow. I, I don't know. You know, just reading some of the details on this. Obviously, you don't. You, does it matter? Oh, it matters. Yeah. I mean, does but does it matter that you give up a Russian arms dealer to get her? Um, to get her it free. Matter, but like in one on one hand, yes, it matters. But on another hand, it doesn't. I mean, the first thing that needs to be said is it's an American being held by Russians. Like, unfortunately, like, you know, you have to do what you have to do to, to bring someone home. You just, you have to, it just is what it is. And, and I think that, yeah, again, like I just said, like you never like to see an arms dealer to that level. That guy is a notorious arms dealer, a big name for them. Like you, you never like to see those guys get set free, but what are you going to do? Like, you need to bring her home. She's an American. She is beloved. Like, she's everything that you would ever, you know, hope to be as as a citizen, in my opinion. And I think that, you know, the, 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 the outpouring of love and support, um, you know, I, I, I love, I didn't love the criticism that the NBA and WNBA community laid on Biden because I think prisoner swaps are much more complicated than, Hey, just call up Pootie and say, Hey, we'll give you this. And you give us her like the Russians clearly wanted to make a point with Griner. They wanted to put her through the trial. They wanted it to be front and center and they wanted to make you suffer a little bit as the president. And that's what happened. So that's, it's not as though Joe Biden's sitting there saying, Oh, well, you know, I, I, you know, we're not interested in bringing Brittany Griner home. Like, obviously he wants to bring Brittany Griner home as fast as possible, you know, and it's just a process. So I, I think you had to do what you had to do. This is what it is. Yeah, I think that one of the things that's very clear here, just reading the reaction, is um, that people are wondering what took so long. I, I, I uh, what took so long? I, I, I think this is this is remarkable. I mean, you're talking about this in terms of less than um, a year. I, I, I'm trying to figure out just how many days exactly uh, Brittany Griner has been in custody. Um, and by the way, now the president has, uh, commented, he said moments ago, I spoke to Brittany Griner. Uh, she is on a plane and she is on her way home. Uh, president Biden says, um, wow, that's crazy. That's crazy. Um, I, I don't, I mean, can you imagine the feeling of getting that news that you're going to be free? Yeah. I mean, after, after it's a relief. months and months, um, you know, and, and again, being a, a, a black, essentially a seven foot black woman that's a lesbian in a Russian jail. Good luck. Like, I mean, I, I, you have no idea. Um, I mean, you just have no idea of, of what that must have been like for her. Uh, 11, she had um, this uh, Russian arms dealer, Victor Bout, had served 11 years of a 25 year prison sentence in the U.S., um, this is just short of a year. Brittany Griner has been in jail on drug charges, mm-hmm. by the way, by the way, not that I blame Brittany Griner. I hope this serves as a lesson yeah. to other people. Well, and I think that, so that's what you have to understand here. And we're going to get back to the jazz in a second, but I, yeah. I just hope that people understand, like you can't go to foreign countries and take any chance, even on the smallest thing, because 
not again, not that it's Griner's fault because I agree what the Russians did is ridiculous, but man, like you can't, you just can't, you can't take any chances when you're not on American soil. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I just, uh, yeah, I, I don't know how you, how, I don't know how you do that. I really don't. I mean, and there's so many Americans being held around the world. Um, especially like you look at the Russians, she's not the only American being held by the Russians, Yeah. by the way, but you know, ooh, we'll see. Uh, let's see. Uh, Brandon says she snuggled drugs into Russia knowingly. Actually, no, she did not. She did not smuggle That's drugs. not at dude. all what happened. Get the hell out of here. Uh, Tyler said, glad she's finally set free, but the price is a bit steep. It, 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 a this, bit steep. This is dude, very steep. That was an ass kicking for, for what amounts to oil. Like, come on. Yeah, I mean, this is the the price that the price that you're paying to free Brittany Griner. I don't know that there is too much of a price. I mean, he's an arms dealer, but Brittany Griner is it was being used as propaganda. I mean, there's there's, there's no question. There's no doubt. Yeah, yeah. There's no doubt. I mean, I mean that's that, what I'm saying. That's, it's not as simple as it. Like I, th- I feel like everyone characterizes it as oh well, well oh. So in February when when Griner was initially detained by the Russian police or whatever at the airport. I feel like everyone thought, oh, well, Biden can just call him up, call up, call up Putin and the boys and, and get this done, right? Like, yeah, she's going to have to go through the, the trial, but she'll be home in a month. Like, it won't even be a big deal. It's fine. That's not how the Russians operate. We've seen this time and time again. The Russians are out to make a point when it comes to Americans. They hate us. They don't like us. Like, we are their arch rival. Do you think it's some kind of surprise that she was put in a penal colony? Do you think it's some kind of surprise that she was made to work? Like, come on, dude. Well, I mean, this is, and by the way, I think the other thing that's really important to note is this is second prisoner swap with the Russians in, what, three months? Yeah. So, I mean, this is something that, this is pretty remarkable that you're able to negotiate with the Russians who, by all accounts, I mean, like this is one of the worst periods in relations between this country and Russia, but... If you're just tuning in, Brittany Griner's been freed from a Russian jail uh, this morning in a prisoner swap uh, with a Russian arms dealer who was serving 25 years. Um, and that arms dealer, by the way, had sold guns to the Colombian rebels yeah. um, who said that they were going to use the guns to kill Americans, which is why he got a 25-year sentence. And if you remember, Brittany Griner was arrested in Russia when she was leaving the country just after the Ukrainian war broke out. Um, because she had cannabis oil in her bags, um, which basically she was vaping. She was using cannabis oil to vape. Um, so she was not smuggling drugs into Russia. That's yeah. not at all. It's ridiculous. To that's say not that. at all what happened. But yeah, can you, um, I mean, I, I just can't even imagine. I can't even imagine that if you are a professional athlete who's an American abroad, that you have to understand that you cannot do what Brittany Griner did. Yeah. I mean, and she has to have some level of accountability. Is it her fault that Brittany Griner got arrested in Russia? It's not her fault. She made it possible, though. She opened the door to be leveraged for propaganda and to be paraded in front of the Russian and the world media, really, um, because she had cannabis oil in her bags. So is it her fault? No. Is she responsible? Yes, yeah, she is. She is responsible for giving the Russians 
the opportunity to use her for propaganda because she was carrying cannabis oil. Yeah. You're a multimillionaire. You tell me you can't afford to replace it? Come on now. I mean, it, it really just was not well said. You know, like it is, it is something that is, I mean, and, and cannabis oil, just so that we're clear, there is some question about whether cannabis oil is even illegal um, in, in Russia. Mm. Um, because you, when you look at like her, her conviction essentially was for, for drug smuggling. Yeah. Cannabis oil is not drug smuggling. No, no. It, it, it's not. Um, you know, like it is, it, it is used around the world medicinally for medical purposes. That's what I'm saying. They were just I mean, looking to make an example of yeah. it. Like it's, it's so clear what the Russians were doing here. Yeah, I, I mean, that, that I don't even know that it's inarguable. Yeah. And, you know, I see, I'm not going to, Brandon, I'm not going to read your comments, dude. Like, it, it is so ridiculous that you're making the argument that she's smuggling drugs. Come on. Yeah. Like, that, that's just not, that's not legit. Um, you know, yeah, I, I agree. I agree with you, Neville 93. I'm happy she's free. F all the talk. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Matthew uh, Del, Del Rosario says foreigners should be scared of going to Russia from now on. Yeah, but the the funny thing is Russia is actually a lucrative proposition for professional athletes yes. from all over the world, whether it's hockey, whether it's women, certainly women's basketball, men's basketball, yeah. soccer, like they have a very, very lucrative living. Um, and I've known several women, having been around the WNBA quite a bit, I've known several women that have played in Russia and become millionaires because of it. Yeah. So, uh, NY Monty fan said, I liked Monty's take on all this from the podcast when all this first went down. Yeah. Uh, Tanner, good morning, says, that's great, Brittany's out. Um, it will be nice uh, to see Brittany burn an American flag on uh, American soil again. It's the little things. Well, I'm curious how she will handle this because her family, I think, was absolutely foolish in their comments. Yeah. I if mean, I'm Brittany Griner, I'm not saying anything. I'm, I'm not going saying back anything. To the grind. I'm going back to playing basketball. Like, I'm just doing my yeah. thing. Yeah. I mean, I'm just going, I'm trying to live, I'm trying to rebuild my body because you can't tell me she hasn't suffered physically. Yeah. You know, like it is, yeah, I think they're, yeah, absolutely. Um, let's see. Uh, Justin Marby Dog excuse me, says is it is illegal to fly with THC oil in America and Russia and everywhere else. It is, yes. But possessing cannabis oil in Russia is not illegal. So there is some, it, it is what it is. It why, is what why it is, do we, Why do we obsess on the legality? Why can't we just be like, yeah, it's great she's out. Yeah. It's great she's home. Yeah. Like, uh, OG said, to be fair, there's plenty of arms dealers to replace uh, any that get jailed. I don't think one being traded will make that big of a difference. This particular guy, that he, I mean, his name is the Merchant of Death. Uh, I mean, it, it is this particular arms dealer made it his business to sell arms to people that were going to either use them to attack Americans or kill Americans. Like, yeah, some of the deals he made, yeah, some of the deals he made were were crazy. Um, you know. Anyway, I mean, feel free to feel free to continue to comment. Um, you know, I, I think it's, um, I think it's very interesting, um, that Brittany Griner's out this morning in, in what is one of the shortest, um, turnarounds. And yet I think probably politically it, it will be too long yeah. for the Biden administration. 
I mean, never mind that she had to go through a trial and they were not going to do a prisoner swap. Um, you know, that to me is, is the biggest deal. But anyway, your comments on the Jazz. Uh, to reset, again, if you're just tuning in this morning, Brittany Griner freed uh, in, a, uh, in a prisoner swap uh, with Russia. So Brittany Griner is on a jet headed back to uh, U.S. property. Um, the theory is that she's going to go to uh, Germany first. And then she will fly back to the States to be reunited with her family. Um, I think very clearly the biggest story in sports this morning is the Jazz 124-123 over the Golden State Warriors in what was a chaotic ending to the game that saw Jordan Clarkson get ejected um, for, I mean, it wasn't a fight, but trying to fight Jonathan Kaminga, if that's a thing in the NBA, uh, a flagrant foul, a flagrant two was called leading to the ejection. Kaminga and Clarkson exchanged words. Clarkson had his hands up, ready to fight. Like, I think he's probably going to get a game suspension just on the merits of the flagrant two alone. Yeah. Uh, but then the whole ruckus afterward. Uh, so we'll have to keep an eye on that. The Timberwolves are in town on Friday, so you'd really like to have JC for that game. Um, Lori Markinen, by the way, missed a game last night with what's being called an illness. Some people say he was at home managing his load. Uh, we'll see. I don't know if what, what, what am I? What? You know, <laughs> um, <laughs> what? What am I supposed to say to that? Uh, I, I, you know, I mean, if I were you, I would say get to tridaytrading.com slash Monty, which is, uh, as always, our jazz and NBA talk on this show is brought to you by our good friends at tridaytrading.com. Day trading is a lucrative way to make a living, and it is absolutely exploding now. Um, and I think a lot of people are coming out of this crypto crash looking for other ways to make money, tridaytrading.com. If you're somebody that's already in the market, if you're somebody that's always wanted to dabble in trading stocks um, and you want to do that on, a, on a, a daily basis where you're in and you're out and you're making profits. And if I said to you, hey, you know, it is December 8th today, right? And we have got, what, essentially 12 working days until Christmas. Hey, you know what? If, if you've got 12 working days and you could make, $12,000, would you do it? And I think unequivocally, your answer would be, yes, you would do it. Yeah. Um, that's what you can do at Triday Trading. There are people who have gone through the Triday Trading program that make over $1,000 a day. There are some who make hundreds of dollars a day doing it as a side hustle. Whatever your schedule is, Triday Trading has a program for you. And all we're asking you to do this morning right now, support the show by going to tridaytrading.com slash Monty and watching the free webinar. Let us know what you think of it. Um, Because I think what happens with just about everybody who watches the webinar, you're really interested in it because they show you how their program works and you hear from a ton of people who've been through it and you hear the success stories of the people who are like, hey, you know what, I've worked. There's a, a, you know, one of the guys that that went through the Tri-Day program was a grocery manager um, for a major grocery chain. And so he was working every Christmas, every Thanksgiving, working late at night, doesn't get to see his family, goes through the TridayTrading.com program, and now he works for himself. He doesn't work at the grocery store anymore. He's self-employed. He's built generational wealth now because he went to the Triday Trading program, and it all started by him watching that free webinar at TridayTrading.com slash Monty. Your thoughts uh, on the jazz? Uh, let's, let's see. Um, Tyler P. says, yes, let's hear what Kaminga said. I bet it's way worse than anything Clarkson did. Well, I think it, it was very curious that Jordan Clarkson absolutely exploded based on something 
that Kaminga said. But There's hey, no doubt about that. We can sit here and blame Kaminga. We can blame Clarkson. The fact is, it's a heated moment. Like, you know, you know what I mean? Like, they're clearly battling. It is what it is. Like, I, I, I don't think that Kaminga should be suspended. I don't think Kaminga should be. I don't think Kaminga did anything wrong. Yeah. I mean, he had all of his teammates holding him back, or he would have just absolutely done nothing. Yeah. Um, I always love that in NBA fights. Uh, let's see. Uh, Tanner Plummer says, that was such a crazy game last night. Glad Utah came out on top indeed. Um, yeah, I see all your Brittany Griner comments. See, I, I kind of knew this would be a bigger story. Uh-huh. But um, let's see. Marby Dog says, betting on basketball is more reliable than the stock market, not day trading. See, that's the thing. I wonder how many people understand what day trading is. I'm curious about that. Uh, Matt, Matthew Del Rosario said, uh, Clarkson lost the ball to Kaminga, then wrapped him up in frustration. I think what triggered him was the second motion when Kaminga pushed him off and said something. Well, the problem is that Jordan Clarkson swung down yeah. aggressively with his left arm. That's why it was a flagrant foul. Yeah. And he made contact, which is you know ultimately never good. Mm -hmm. And if I'm Kaminga, I'm not happy he did that. I'm sure he did say something. But Kaminga wasn't the one like Jordan Clarkson was bowed up ready to fight. Kaminga never did that. So I don't I don't think you're justified um, you know, in 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 suspending Kaminga. I think you're justified in suspending Jordan Clarkson. Yeah. So, you know, Tyler P says, oh no, swung down the horror. I know, right? Uh Boyd Lake uh says NBA fights are usually slappy girl fights. Well, you know, sometimes. They're slappy girl yeah. fights. Last yeah. night was not really a slappy girl fight. OG says, JC is normally chill. I feel like he has been getting bad ref calls very recently. I'd be frustrated too. You're going to get bad calls. You're going to get good calls. Was Kelly Linux, Kelly Olynyk's body block on Jordan Poole a foul last night? Well, it was. Did they call it? They didn't. Right? I, I mean, you. we've got it in, in our sports fandom. We have got to get out of this belief that the refs are trying to screw us and that it's the refs the refs are why we lost the game stop the refs are not why golden state lost that game the refs yeah. are not why the jazz won that game the jazz won that game frankly because clay thompson decided not to guard malik beasley if we're being totally honest if we're truth telling on golden state jordan Poole has to be better than he was on that last possession 100 percent. like what are you doing yep that i mean that's just a terrible decision yeah so the refs are not why Golden State lost or why the Jazz won the game. It drives me crazy that people are like, oh, God, the refs killed us. No, they didn't. Yeah. No, they didn't. They did not. They did not. Uh, Tanner says, I never blame the refs, and I'm not starting now, but. So go ahead and blame the refs. How do you think Clarkson uh, has been treated by the refs? Are his complaints well warranted? They're not well warranted. This was the problem and has been the problem on this team for years. It was Rudy Gobert's biggest issue. It was, I mean, Donovan Mitchell getting ejected two years ago or last year in Philly. Uh, who's going to, who wins the battle of the officials, by the way? Who's the winner? Yeah. Who's the team that comes out on top after, you know, nobody comes out on top. Nobody, you know. Uh, MDR says NAW was huge last night. He really was. The kickout pass to Beasley for three, then the steal on Poole. Um, KO also stole the ball uh, off a of clay before that. I think Nikkel Alexander-Walker is blooming. 
I mean, you're starting to see him really grow, yeah. shooting the ball well. Defensively, he's taken a big step forward. He could not compete defensively last year at times. And I think this year he is much more ready to compete. I mean, he's I, more prepared. I, I mean, he just looks like he understands more. Yeah, I think when you look at when you look at the way that that Will Hardy's impacted this team, the growth in several of the Utah Jazz men has been has been sensational. I think Jordan Clarkson, you're watching him grow. I think Colin Sexton's complete flip after that altercation or whatever that thing on the bench was with with Will Hardy. I think that Colin Sexton's been a much better player. Yeah. Um, I look at Simone Fontecchio getting opportunities. I look at Walker Kessler. Like, you are watching these young guys develop. Now, some of that certainly is you're young, you're going to improve every bounce of the ball. I get that. But the IQ level and the the understanding of the game is what Will Hardy is bringing to this Jazz team. Yeah. And I think I, I don't think you can understate understate that. You know, like I think it is, I think he's had a big, big impact. Uh, and I, I think they're shooting the, the the ball well. I don't know what they shot from three last night. Um, the Jazz last night shot 43% from three See, again, and had 26 dimes. What do we tell you every day on the show? They shoot more than 40%. They're going to win most of those games. Yeah, I'd still like to see 43 threes a game. 14 to 35 last night. But hey, you shot 43%. And I'm telling you, the magic number for assists is 25 dimes. This team has to have a minimum of 25 dimes. Has to. Have to. Can I mean, that's the only way this team wins. Yeah. It's the only way this team wins. Well, and, I, and again, I, I think, you know, you're going to start to see that number be more consistent when guys like NAW or, or Colin Sexton or whoever, you know, instinctually are better. I, I mean, again, watching the kick out to Malik Beasley from NAW, like, he could have easily taken that layup. I mean, that was a wide open look, no question about it. But, but to 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 give Beasley that opportunity, I think was brilliant. And I think that obviously, if 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 he misses, we're probably having a different conversation. But he didn't. He made it, and it's a good decision. So to me, I think the assist numbers go up and they stay up consistently when you have more of your roster playing better basketball. Just it's just how it works. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. I. I, I... I'm really looking forward to the reaction for Rudy Gobert on Friday night. Meaning I'm looking from forward the, to from that. the fans. Yeah, I want to. Is it like a rousing round yeah. of applause? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. A hundred percent. I, I, I have no doubt about how this is going to go. Everyone's, no doubt. Everyone's going to slurp Rudy Gobert. They're going to say he's the greatest thing since sliced bread in the organization. And you know, then he's going to get into some fight on the floor late in the game when they're battling and they're losing by five. You know, and and then the fans will feel differently about it. I'm sure, but to start the game, he's going to get a loud standing ovation. I you guarantee. Think so it. yeah, 100. percent Okay, uh, I I don't disagree with that. Actually, I really don't. By the way, uh, T Wolves won last night, 121, 115 over Indiana, and uh, the greatest center in the history of the Utah Jazz had uh, 16 points and 21 rebounds. I'm a man. Three steals, two blocks, and was a plus 15. Nice game. Yeah. That team's better without Carl Anthony Towns. Well, no, that team's better without both of them on the floor. One of them on the floor is better than both. I would Okay, that's the right way to put that. I don't disagree with that. I don't disagree with that at all. But I, uh, I'm interested to see how that goes. By the way, did you see my guy, Walker Kessler, last night with five blocks? Mm-hmm. 
my guy. He's mine. Yeah, he's your guy. You said he's the greatest big man in jazz history, Ever. Right? Ever. <coughs> uh, what's up, Teddy Wayman? Um, ooh, duck season's in very early this morning. And says the refs handed the jazz uh, the win. Yeah, I don't know about that. Uh, Tanner Plummer said Buller had his own yes moment. I can't stand him, but that was pretty cool. I guess. I didn't hear the call. Yeah. I did not hear the call. Uh, you know, uh, Duck Season says, I actually watched the game in the fourth of the Utah Jazz were handed a free win with those calls. Yeah, a free win. A free win. Uh, Teddy, what's up? Uh, Tanner says, uh, can't wait to see Kessler take Gobert to the woodshed. That's, That's not, not going to happen. Dude. That's not going to happen. Uh, Justin Salas, how the heck are you? I want Kessler to block Rudy to cement that we thoroughly won that trade. That could be. Absolutely could be. Uh, Mr. E says Clarkson showed in the last minute how dumb he can be with that crazy pass and trying to shoot over a seven foot center. I, I am I I would agree with the sentiment that Jordan Clarkson is he's so up and down. He's so inconsistent. He's is Jordan Clarkson ever truly elite? No. I don't think he is. Uh, mentally, he doesn't have that that groove, that that mentality where you have to understand how to operate in the heated moments. You have to understand how to you know maintain your game when when things are kind of getting out of hand, and that and that's kind of what the special ones are able to do. You know, like Kevin Durant's always going to the elbow to get a good look when the game's on the line or when they need a bucket and they're desperate or whatever. Like Jordan Clarkson, for whatever reason, thought that he'd be able to get by Jonathan Kaminga going to his left, and that's just not going to happen against a guy like Kaminga. He's too big. He covers too much ground. Like that wasn't a good choice. No. And I and to me, I I, I think that the Jazz and a lot of NBA, NBA teams do this, where they'll get away from ball movement. They'll get away from what brought them success earlier in the game in late game situations. Whereas if you would just move the ball against most of these teams, you'd be fine. Yep. You know, so oh, wow, yeah. Look at look at now. Duck season is here, so Teddy Wayman is going to lead by example because Duck season still owes us a hundred dollars. Teddy Wayman says, "I said the Jazz would win by double digits, and I was wrong." So here you go, Jake. Even though you didn't take my, bet. I appreciate you, Teddy. I appreciate you, bro. That's nice, of you man. Seriously, thank that you. That is nice. That's of really you. nice, of you, bro. I appreciate that. That and is nice. Of and you. yeah, I didn't, I didn't take the bet, but. You know, I, I think last night's game, I, you know, I'm sitting there watching and I'm like, yeah, you know, Poole's doing what I thought he'd do. But I was really, I got to be honest, I was really disappointed in Jordan Poole. You know, it's great that you scored 36 points, but being I kind of thought this is what you were going to yeah, say. Like being, I thought being, you were, yeah. Being this soft on yeah. the last possession, like with all due respect to Nikhil Alexander-Walker, that was a hell of a play to strip him. And it was clean. And I'm and I will die on the hill today of that was a clean play by NAW. He oh, just it was absolutely out, clean. Just stripped. Now him. listen, the form tackle by Kelly Olynyk yeah, I mean, after yeah, that, I mean, that I wasn't I so clean. Know, like I don't know if Kelly Olynyk went to Utah practice, you know, earlier this season or something, but his tackling technique was really good on that play. I mean, he finished that tackle yeah, too. Yeah, and by know. the way, duck season. Yeah, by the way, follow Teddy Wayman's, you know, lead here. Oh, he know? did. He the duck season gave us 99 cents. 99 cents. Well, $98 to go, bro. $98 to go, dude. It is what it is, you know. Uh, I, I think what's interesting is that NAW, it was clean. I mean, you you look at 
Um, and Jordan Poole didn't pull any punches after the game. I mean, he, he yeah. and Steve Kerr said the same thing. You know, like he's Jordan's got to be better with the ball in his hand there. You have to protect the ball. You've got to burn the clock. You've you got to make them follow, follow you. you. Yeah. And Jordan Poole, after the game, said he was assuming a foul was coming. And he relaxed. And that's why it was so easy to strip the ball from him. He did not brace himself to get fouled. He just assumed it'd be a ticky-tack foul. And NAW went for the ball, which I think is huge. You know, I, I just think... Which, again, that's that's the downside of Jordan Poole. How are yes. you... How are you playing this version of the Utah Jazz? Or this... Let me put it this way. This is the better way to put it. How are you playing a team that you know is going to be... Very physical, right? Within within their ability, because you know the Jazz to win games, the Jazz have to be physical to a certain level. In that moment, you're closing the game, you're up by one point, and you're inbounding it at, at half court, right? So the Jazz know if we can get a steal here, if we can get a turnover, we're gonna be we're gonna be in a great spot. But how are you? How how are you do like how are you that soft? How are you doing? Like I just couldn't believe it. Yeah, and I think the thing that's really important is that that NAW doesn't doesn't get arm. No, it's all ball. Yeah, he doesn't get arm, which is really difficult to do. Like it, it it's that's amazing to me that and we're watching it. Obviously we can't play it for you. We'd love to, but we can't play it for you. Yeah. Um but yeah, it's you know So anyway, my point is, yeah, Teddy Wayman, appreciate the tip, dude. Yeah. Pool did as far as stats, Pool did what I thought he'd do, but but it doesn't matter. It's all for naught if you can't win the damn game. Justin Salas says uh, it was clean, but then there was a kickball and the tackle by KO. Well, a kickball has to be intentional. You have to be, and that ball, you know, looking at that, looking oh. at that highlight, it's it's not a kickball because there's no kicking motion. There's no there's no intent by Kelly Olynyk to kick that ball. It simply hits his leg. It's a 50-50 ball. Yeah, that's I all mean, it is. There's, there's, yeah. So it's not a. Uh, and by the way, if I'm the Warriors on that play, I am taking Fontecchio to the woodshed at the rim. Yeah, I'm not allowing him. Like, and I don't man, know. Man, that's this a great was. play by an AW. Who, who is this? Who is that? Is that Moody? That is yeah, Moody. I'm, I'm taking Fontecchio to the ground on that. You got to follow him there. Yeah, I'm not. You have to. to you have to follow him there because yeah. you can't allow him to. But again, this kind of speaks to the new age in the league. I mean, if you think about it, it's, it's a softer league now man. that relies on three and D. That is the league right now, and I think the teams who are more physical and and are on the floor more typically win the game. Yeah, it definitely not a kick, by the way. Just looking at that play. Um, no, NAW and that's all ball. Some, yeah, dude. dude. That's all ball, too. Yeah. I mean, to me, I, I just think it's, yeah, it's a remarkable, it's a remarkable saying, play. Give the Jazz credit for what they did. Yeah, yeah. was the KO yes. play a foul? Yes, it was, but it wasn't called. So who gives a damn, right? Like, wasn't called. It was a, it was a play in the middle of chaos. So NAW made a bunch of plays down the stretch, and they won the game. Give them the credit. It's fine. Like, it's not a big deal, you know? And I still maintain, yeah, is this a different result if different guys are playing? Yes, but they didn't play. And that's what I'm saying. Like, let's just tell it how it is. It's the truth. They made more plays than the Warriors down the stretch. The Warriors did not put the Jazz away when they had the chance in the middle of the third quarter, and now you pay the price. And that's how the league works. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, it's really interesting. Gage Carter gives us a $5 tip. Thanks for being a part of our day. We love you guys. Best show in America. Thank you very much. Appreciate you, Appreciate that. I want to update you real quick on the Brittany Griner uh, situation. Some details have come out. They flew Brittany Griner and this arms dealer. So Brittany Griner, 
the American female basketball player, was released from a Russian prison this morning. What they did is they did a prisoner swap for this arms dealer known as the Merchant of Death, who was serving 25 years for selling uh, illegal arms to Colombian rebels. They flew them both to uh, Abu Dhabi. And at the airport in Abu Dhabi did the prisoner switch. And by some reports, they both got on different planes, flew out. Uh, Brittany Griner was flown to Germany, and then she is on her way back to the United States. Um, but it just goes to show you um, exactly where and how all of this happened. Um, and I will give credit where credit is due. The Most of the mainstream media is crediting the Biden administration for getting Brittany Griner out of a Russian jail so quickly. This is really, this is pretty historic. Like it's never, there's never been a prisoner swap or there's never been an American who's been wrongfully jailed uh, in a foreign country, especially in Russia, freed so quickly. Um, so I think that that's, they pretty much moved heaven and earth. But again, Brittany Griner uh, is out of Russian prison this morning. She is on a plane. She has already spoken to uh, President Biden, who just met with the media this morning um, to detail this. But again, um, it looks like the deal, the details are Brittany Glanner freed in a prisoner swap. Um, she was flown to Abu Dhabi where they did a prisoner swap on a tarmac at an airport. And then she was flown to, she was flown to American soil, um, which I'm guessing is Ramstein in Germany. Uh, but then she will come on uh, to the United States, be reunited, reunited with her family. But just a really, really big story. Yeah. Um, I, you know, there. This is going to be a thirty for thirty. This is going to be a sixty minutes. This yep. is the documentation. The thing that I'm worried about. My biggest concern for Brittany Griner is her physical well-being because we've seen in the past that American prisoners are treated just terribly, like physically abused. Beat them up as much as possible, but keep them alive. Yeah, they're but, not fed. Yeah. They are not given water routinely. They do not eat for days and weeks at a time. Like they just are not treated well. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see exactly how she is doing physically. I would guess she's probably gangly. She's probably not well. I well, mean, she's I, never I, you know. been a large person. I mean, she's just, uh, I think she's 6'9". I mean, she's a basketball player, dude. Yeah. You are long, lanky, skinny, yeah. you yes. know, type build. I mean, that's what, you know, a, 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 a center in the NBA or WNBA, that's what your body has to be to play that position. So if you think about, hey, like, she looked the way she did at full strength and full build. Imagine that and chop probably, I mean, realistically, 20, 30 pounds probably. If you're not being fed every day, if you're not... Yeah. You know, not being fed, but then adding on the work she probably had to do. And, like, oh, I, I just wouldn't be surprised, you know, again, through no fault of her own, if, if her body is just wrecked right now. Well, and I really hope she gets back, Brittany Griner uh, gets back to where she wants to be. I mean, if she wants to play ball, I hope that physically she's able to rebuild her body and her mind. That's always the most difficult part in these situations. The torture that you suffer um, never leaves you. So... Again, it's just a remarkable story. Brittany Griner freed in a prisoner swap this morning um, in Abu Dhabi. It looks like she was flown to Abu Dhabi, and she is now free. Um, and she is headed on her way back uh, to the United States. Dude, I mean, in in duck season, you're working hard to get blocked here, dude. Like some of the stuff you're saying is is kind of ridiculous. Like, come on. 
Uh, well, now we got to put it up. I wasn't even, uh, let's see. Stop saying that she was wrongfully jailed. Going into a foreign country, don't be ignorant to their laws. She was wrongfully jailed. Yeah. I mean, she was very clearly targeted. Um, she was very clearly uh, targeted at a time where uh, the Russians needed a win. Uh, the, the Ukraine situation was rapidly uh, devolving. And I don't think there's any doubt that they used Brittany Griner. They knew that Brittany Griner had cannabis oil before she was searched. Um, you don't sentence somebody to years and years. I don't, I don't even remember what her sentence was off the top of my head. But and it was nine years. You don't sentence somebody, okay, to nine years in a Russian penal colony, hard labor for cannabis oil. You, you, you don't do that. You, you, you don't. And while, I mean, you can say a lot of things about her culpability here. And again, I do agree that Brittany Griner is responsible for her actions. Brittany Griner is partially responsible for what happened to her in that she had cannabis oil and you have to understand who you are and where you are. And if you don't understand that you are a significant figure in, you know, in Russia because you're a seven-foot black lesbian woman in a time where the Russians were about to have a full-scale invasion of Ukraine, you were a target. And so by having cannabis oil in your luggage, you opened up the opportunity to be leveraged by the Russian government. Yeah, That's where her accountability ends. The sentence, the, sh the sham of a trial, like, come on. Like, none of that is Brittany Griner's fault. None of that is her fault. I mean, I just think that at some point you, you have to realize what that is. You know, like, it, it. and by the way, rooting for her to go to jail is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, there nobody should be in a Russian penal colony. Nobody. That is not, I don't care how much you dislike somebody. You know, saying, hey, do the crime, do the time. Come on, dude. It, that's that's inhumane. Yeah. So uh, huge news out of Russia this morning that Brittany Griner has been freed in a prisoner swap. Uh, talking NBA, talking Utah Jazz. Uh, wanted to quickly update you on that. And as always, 10 to the hour, every hour, we're talking football at 50. On the Monty Show, presented by our good friends at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Use the promo code MONTY25 to get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more at Papa Murphy's Pizza. So let's talk about prime time. Right. He did it again. Alabama's associate defensive coordinator, Charles Kelly, is joining Colorado as a new defensive coordinator on prime staff. Like, this guy just has an all-star staff assembled around him. This is unbelievable Yeah, what he's been able to build in Colorado. And coming up here in about six minutes, we're going to talk Pac-12 and George Klyovkov, who made some more really stupid comments about Deion Sanders. But I don't think there's any way to even spin this. Deion Sanders is, if he never wins a game, you can't criticize the staff that he's put together there. Like, this is unreal. Yeah, well, and, and that's kind of my sentiment. Like, this is all great, but you got to win games. And I, I love the staff he's putting together. I love the energy. I love the vibe. And, and personally, 
I do believe he's going to do some things. I, I think that they'll be a, a, a mid-table team in the Pac-12. I think you're, you're seven wins right out the gate. And then you're probably going to have to improve some things and do some better recruiting. And, you know, you just, after your first season, you have things you got to work on. But I do think inside of three years, I mean, they could be competing for, you know, a Pac-12 championship, or I guess at that point, a Pac-10 championship, you know? And to me, it's it's all about mentality. These guys aren't going to Colorado because it's Colorado. They're going there That's for right. prime, you know? And they're going there for what he's trying to accomplish, and, and you got to respect that, and I, and I hope they do big things. Yep. Um, I think it's really interesting that he's drawing so much attention. Uh, to to Colorado, it's remarkable. Von Miller drawing so much attention to Buffalo because uh, Von Miller's out for the year. Um, they went in to do a procedure on his knee, a normal cleanout, and they found that he had ruptured his ACL as part of this routine cleanout surgery in his knee. They found a ruptured ACL. Von Miller out for the year. He was easily leading the Bills in sacks with eight. Jake, I think this is a huge loss for that defense. Yeah, I, I think that Von Miller brings experience, obviously makes a huge impact on the field. And and I think that it's it's so funny how ACLs work in the league now because, you know, this is somebody who if they hadn't had to do that clean out, would have just played on that, you know? Like he didn't even know that like he had a ruptured ACL. And so to me, it's like the guy is tough as nails clearly and, and it's unfortunate, but that's the cost of doing business. And, and I think that, you know, their defense all of a sudden isn't going to suck because they don't have one guy, but definitely it's a big loss. And, and he is one of those guys that creates a lot of chaos in the backfield. So from that standpoint, you're going to miss him. Yeah, I think it is. Um, I think it's pretty amazing that that Von Miller has been able to reincarnate himself. Because, I mean, it, essentially, he was left for dead in, in Denver. Yeah. Gets to L.A., they obviously win. He goes to Buffalo, and now he's just been a dominant force up there. So it, it sucks that he has a torn ACL. And then there's Baker Mayfield tonight. Does Baker Mayfield start at quarterback for the L.A. Rams tonight? I mean, that's a lot to ask, dude. That well, it might be a lot, lot to, to ask, ask but bro. obviously Matthew Stafford is done. Um, and then Wofford has this neck injury, so he is unlikely to play. I mean, you can run him out there, no doubt. I just think that it's – it's. I mean, you're going to be limited. You're going to be very limited. Bro, and he, he got there he, – he, he got there yesterday. You know, like, hey, cheers to you, bud. I mean, if Baker steps in there and plays – that's pretty remarkable. It is. It is. Yeah, it is. I mean, as much as I think we should pour some out for Vaughn's ACL, yeah. I say cheers to you, Baker pour some, Mayfield. Pour some out for uh, good old Stafford, you know? Yeah, but don't pour too much out because uh, there's nothing better than a cold one with a uh, beautiful Papa Murphy's pizza uh, that you saved money on because you used the promo code MONTY25 in the Papa Murphy's Pizza app. Papa Murphy's presents How to Change the Way You Pizza. Step one, carefully knead dough. Step two, artfully spread sauce. Step three, add fresh mozzarella and assemble toppings. Step four, realize we already did all that for you. So all you have to do is bake it. For a limited time only, get the Hog Heaven Pizza with Canadian bacon, ground sausage, and crispy bacon. Papa Murphy's, change the way you pizza. Indeed you do. Use the promo code MONTY25 to get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more at Papa Murphy's Pizza. And again, I'm telling you, Uncle Monty is here for you. Yeah. I'm here for you. Yeah. 
Extra barbecue sauce. Don't use red sauce on your pizza, please. We're men now, right? Like, I mean, we have testosterone in our veins. Everybody but Jake's balls have dropped. Like, yeah. I, I mean, we're men now. <laughs> so, so we put barbecue sauce on pizza. I'm a man. And my pizza order is traditional, double barbecue sauce, cheese. Give me the onion mix, right? Give me the mushrooms. So I said, yeah. Give me the pineapple. Give me the cheese. Give me the green onion. We're good to go, man. And then you get the take and bake chocolate chip cookies. My God. I mean, what more do you want? What more do you want? Yeah. And by the way, I'd remind you, I'm doing that and losing weight, eating well. Like, I'm telling you, Papa Murphy's Pizza has it all, dude. The Now, I would also say the hog heaven. I am craving a hog heaven. Today. Yes. And coming up uh, in about an hour and a half, we are going to tell you uh, exactly why you should go to McDonald's today. And if you don't have the McDonald's app on your phone, you're doing life wrong. I'm telling you right now. All right, let's see. Uh, Matthew uh, Del Rosario says, I'm halfway around the globe. I'm awake for this 10 p.m. out here and still stoked about that win. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Where, are you, uh, where are you at? Are you in the Philippines or where are you at? Yeah, where are you at, dude? Uh, Teddy Wayman says, uh, Prime is such a beast, man. Straight up legendary player and leg legendary leader of men. Yep. Isn't that it, Teddy, though? Yep. Isn't he like the leadership? And if you haven't watched it, it's funny. Like a bunch of people sent me Prime's speech to the Colorado team, but... I was talking to Greg uh, Hawkins the other day Yeah, about this. He sent me the YouTube link of the full speech and I was watching it and he just keeps saying, I'm coming. Yeah. Are you tired of losing? You know, whatever he said, I don't remember exactly what he said, but he essentially said, are you tired of losing? Well, I'm coming. I'm for real. Do you think this isn't for you and you know, you want something else? Well, I'm coming. I'm for real. And he just kept saying it and it was unbelievable. Incredible. Incredible. It was unbelievable. And, and, and I think we also can't skip over the fact that Prime understands marketing clearly. So so if clearly. you think about the way this all went down, he, he you remember the the small clip that came out that everyone was all pissed off about. Hey, I'm coming and my luggage is Louie. And by the way, if, if you know you can hop your ass into the portal. If you don't like it, go ahead and yeah. hop in the portal and get what you can yeah, get. Yeah, and get what you can get. And everyone was right? all pissed off about that. How dare you? How dare he talk about guys not being good enough to play on his football team, even though there's a bunch of guys there that's not good enough to play on his football team. That's How what I'm dare saying. he say that? Then the full speech comes out, and what do you know? It's a small, you know, tidbit of this bigger message. Everyone's like, oh, we get it now. And you just can't replace that understanding of marketing. By the way, duck season is added to his ownage list. It's now uh, Oregon owns Colorado, Utah, and BYU. But he also owns you. Don't forget. Right. I, yeah. In duck season, you've never told us are you a man or a woman because you said you own Jake too. So, yeah. you know. Uh, you know. Uh, let's see. Jeff Johnson. <clears throat> you guys seeing Big Tommy's new chick? Prissy Jissy is having a hissy fit. <laughs> Hope she likes her man bun, man, because he's winning like a champ. He is. Does okay. I did not see this? Did Tommy? Yeah, he's got a new. He's got a new. Uh, let's I can't let's pull it out here and. Uh, whoa, whoa! Stop. Uh, let's get the uh, Tommy Brady chick and see what it looks like. How did I miss this? Because I'm usually all over it. Donnie. Yes. Oh my! Oh, you got to <laughs> screenshot that and send it over. You got to screenshot that and send it over. Hey, baby. I mean, I just want to provide you guys with the image so you can, you know, so you know, well, 
you know, so you can see what we, we've been talking about. You know, it just helps the show. And she's even got a Tommy jersey yeah, already. Give me one second. Come here. on, bro. Give me one second. Come here. on, I'm bro. We'll get to here. Tommy here in a minute. How long, when you break up with somebody, and Jake, you know this, you break up with people over text all the time. Right. Um, how long do you have to wait to go and date somebody new? Uh, I, it, I don't know if there's a timeline. There's not. There's not. You know. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, Cody Strickland on Brittany Griner. I respect you guys, as you know, but for real, she broke the law. She knew she broke the law, and now we okay to free a killer Russian out due to outrage on freeing her. Okay. Where do we even begin with this? You really think that she should have been in a Russian penal colony for nine years? I mean, this is, first of all, I, she went to jail on February 17th. She was arrested. Right. They went to war, full-blown war with Ukraine on February 24th. You don't think that's coincidental? You don't think that's coincidental? Come on now. B, it's cannabis oil, which is readily available ac- across the globe. So let's not pretend that she robbed a bank or... You know, like is accused of spying or or that she killed somebody like the Russian arms dealer has. Are, over are you and serious over about again. this right like, now, dude? Come on, like it, it, I I can go I can go to a certain extent, and I can say, hey, you know what? Yeah, you're you know what, man, you're absolutely right. Um, you know, she she should not have had cannabis oil. Um, you know, there's there's no doubt about that. Okay, great. Send her to prison. Okay, she should go to jail. She should be punished. I'm not going to say she should ever go to a Russian jail How do you guys have no empathy? I, I just don't. How do you have no empathy? And Cody, I'm talking directly to you, bro, with all due respect. How do you have no empathy? How, how, how are you going to sit there and say, yeah, do the time, do the crime? That's essentially what you're saying. You're advocating. You're, on, you're taking that side of the stance, and that's unbelievable to me. Right? Yeah, because, I have a problem with that. Yeah, I have a big problem it's with cannabis it. oil. And and listen, like, no perspective, no empathy. Like if you if you had done something like this, where it wasn't really a big deal anywhere else, right? Like nowhere else would this have happened. It's Russia. She made a mistake. Clearly, she needs to be held accountable Correct. for that. But being put in a penal colony, do you have any understanding of how much of a beating you're going to take? doing what they ask you to do in those penal colonies. And that part of the world, by the way, where, again, not to belabor the point, she's black. They don't, they don't generally treat minorities well in prison. She's a lesbian. And in Russia, that is absolutely taboo. And she's high profile and very famous. Are you kidding me? Come on. Be we're talking about cannabis oil. Be better. You can't make the argument that she that she's innocent. I agree with that. She is not innocent. But you also can't make the argument that she wasn't targeted and used to leverage the American government. You really think she should have been in a penal colony on. for cannabis oil? I, I, it's just so far over the top. It, it's so far over the top. And I, I just... Yeah, all right. Uh, the Monty Show, before we get to Tommy... Uh, the Monty Show is presented by The Advocates. Make sure you find them online at theadvocates.com. Um, the best injury attorneys in the business. We drove the uh, lifted uh, Rubicon to work this morning because it's snowy out. And um, there are all kinds of fools on the road. Can somebody explain to me why when it snows? 
There are probably half a dozen people on Bangor Highway at four in the morning who think 30 miles an hour in the fast lane is exactly how you handle snow. And I got, I, I have this question too. Great question. This question works off of that question. Why are people so lazy that they won't clean their car off before they start driving? And then because you didn't clean your car off, you feel you need to be in the left lane going way slower than everyone else. And then you're going to drift in the lane because you can't see anything because you didn't clean your car off. Yeah, so this dude was in a little SUV and is covered in snow. He had clearly parked outside. Yeah. He's legit doing 30 miles an hour. The roads are not even that bad, right? Slushy, wet. Okay, we're doing 50. Most people are doing 50 miles an hour. Yeah, flow of traffic is about 50. He's doing 30 in the fast lane. So everybody's going around him. Now, of course, I get up behind him and all the snow blows off the roof of his car. I move over to the middle lane to pass him and he drifts into the middle lane. And I have to honk my horn at him. Like if he'd have hit me, yeah, I'd have gone to the advocates. Theadvocates.com, the best injury attorneys in the business, they will fight for you. And the best part about the advocates is you can communicate with them any way that you want. You can call them. You can chat with them on their website. They, you can chat with a lawyer on their website right now, mm-hmm. theadvocates.com. And no matter where you are, Idaho, Utah, you know, Arizona, they're ready to step in and help you right now. They're the best injury attorneys in the business at theadvocates.com. Make sure you tell them uh, Monty sent you. Uh, let's get you Tommy. Okay, are you guys ready for this? Now, if you're driving this morning, you should pull over. Because uh, you're you're going to your senses are going to be stimulated, right? Take that for what it's worth. There's Tom Brady's new, new girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, she goes to football games. Hey, I mean she's she's pretty. It's gorgeous. That's a yeah. good looking girl. Yeah, that is a. It, it, Veronica Rajek. So let me ask you this. Is this a rebound for Tommy? I guess. I don't know. This has to be a rebound. Has to be. Like, how, what does the story say? Of Like, have they have they been together a long time? Like, give oh, me the details. I need the I deets. Know. Like, I don't know all the details. Jake, but, I need dude. the deets. Yeah. I You're mean, the dating guru. She is his girlfriend right now, you know, and she. So these pictures that you're seeing on the screen are from her Instagram. You can go and find her Instagram, Veronica Rejek, and Veronica is spelled with a K, not a C. And and she said, I saw in her little, her post here, I saw the legend, and if anybody asks me again if I love Brady, yes, I love him, and show me somebody who doesn't. Even his haters love him because they know he's the GOAT. Tom Brady, thank you for the show. So, so are they dating or not? I don't know. It, it, it seems like it, but I don't know. I have no idea. I I think there's a lot of there. It's not confirmed, but there's speculation now. This is a rebound. Yeah. Come on. What did Tom Brady do here, guys? Come on, come on. Let's be really honest about this. What did Tom Brady do here? Okay. Well, I had an older, hot blonde model. Oh, she dumped my ass. Okay, let me get a younger, hot blonde model. Tell me that's not exactly what he yeah, did here. It probably is. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, it, it is. That's that exact. motherfucker don't miss, Well, man. clearly not because he scored a touchdown on this one. She is a beautiful girl. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he don't He don't miss. And that she's already rocking the 12. Yeah. Yep. Come on. Yep. Come on. Yep. Winner. Winner. Hotter than Giselle? Yeah. Hotter than Giselle? Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yep. Okay. I don't know that I can say that. I don't know that I can say that. Uh, I love football. 
Good morning to you. Uh, Tommy's new hoe was part of the prisoner. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Tommy's new wow. hoe. Because it's all part of the plan. Good Lord. Uh, Duck Season says Tom Brady is a hot man, just like Bo Nix. Okay, so Duck Season, I, I, we need to know, bro. Uh, we need to know. Are you a man? Are you a woman? Like, what's the story? Um, let's see. Um, <laughs> grow up. Tyler says she'll be kneeling for the anthem in no time. Raise the flag. <coughs> Raise <coughs> the flag. Uh, let's see. Uh, Josh Lovren says cars that aren't cleared off when it snows in Washington could land you a seven hundred dollar ticket. Be a ticket, dude. Well, it is illegal, but they never pull you over for that. They never pull you over for that. Yeah. They you never get tickets for that. You know, like uh, what? What do we? You know, um, Big Dog O Town says if it were Britney Spears, old Cody would be full empathy. Bet that. Okay, see, now we're getting now a little we're personal, crossing bro. lines. Come on now. Now we're crossing Come on lines. Now. That's a little far. Duck season says Tom Brady won the trade. <laughs> exactly right. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Tom Brady won the trade. That's right, Duck season. That's right. Uh, Teddy Wayman says, God damn, Tommy. Totally a rebound, and I'm all about it. I, you know. Oh, my God. Just like that. Oh. You know, um, let's say Skeet says she's not exactly Mrs. Monty. No, her arm's not broken. That Tommy's new girlfriend. By the way, my wife is struggling with the sleeping. Yeah. Yeah. How well, bad has it been? Uh, it's t- well, anytime. And I don't it, for those of you who know, Mrs. Monty broke her arm snowboarding on Saturday. And it's an upper arm break at her shoulder. So it's essentially a shoulder injury. And so she's in a sling full time. And so we have, you know, a, a California king size bed and it's adjustable, but it wasn't comfortable for her to lay flat and she had been struggling with it. So she, we have a really, we have a really nice couch that has like, you can put up the headrest. It's a recliner couch. Like, so she was trying to do that and it just wasn't comfortable. So last night she's like, I'm going to try and sleep in bed again. And so it just, after a while of laying there, like she woke up. You know, she got me involved at three o'clock where she, it was just sore because I'm a side sleeper. And I think both of us, Mrs. Monty and I are both side sleepers. Well, when you have a broken arm at the shoulder joint, you can't sleep on your side. So you're sleeping on your back. Our bed's adjustable. So we had adjusted it up. But the problem is it makes your shoulder hang, right? When you're laying on your back, it makes your shoulder hang. And so it's incredibly uncomfortable. Yeah. So after a while, it just gets sore. The funny thing is when she's standing up or upright or just doing her normal thing, I mean, 59 out of 60 minutes a day, it doesn't bother her at all. The issue is like last night, there was a, something that startled her on TV, so she shook, and that hurts a lot. But laying on your back is not good with a shoulder injury. Yeah. N- not at all. Kanai Johnson says, hell no, that's not a rebound. Put, uh, put back off the rim. Exactly right. That's a tip dunk. That's exactly right. Uh, Pied Piper says Tommy can't lose. Nope. Exactly right. Um, let's see. Cody Strickland says if Brady was cheated on, then there is not a uh, time frame to go out and uh, bang bros. Okay. I don't know that Giselle cheated on him. No, I don't think anyone's saying that. Uh, well, I think that's what Cody's saying. 
Uh, you know, uh, Jeff Johnson says Brady is getting the honey he deserves. Hotter than Jizzy, and she's getting a man bun skinny yoga guy. He's getting the supermodel he earned. I, do you guys really believe that she's she's yes commingling with the jujitsu instructor? Yes, I do. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Matthew says this is the sack Tom wants. See, see what they see did what there. It, Mixed in football. It, football, and it's a sack. Nomenclature and being in the football. Sack and, and, you know, like, lingo. Yeah. I'm a man! You know. Josh Lovard says, Monty, you guys need that Alaska king-size bed. Okay. I love my bed. I, I've actually gotten quite used to it. You know. It, it just is what it is. Um, let's see. Alan uh, Corbin says, these clowns ain't Kobe or MJ. They always played unless they were injured. I'm not, I, this thing last night with the Jazz, and if you missed it, and yeah. Jake hates that I'm talking about this, but it's fine. It pisses me off that, like, Clay, Dre, and Wiggs didn't play for, for the dubs. Clay played. Steph didn't play. Steph. Steph. Draymond and, and Wiggins, Wiggs did not did play. Did not play. Clay played, thankfully. That's why the Jazz won. Um, and then Laurie Markkinen didn't play for the Jazz. And I, I just keep thinking to myself, this is why I don't buy season tickets. You know, like I went to the Bulls game last week, sat sat courtside. Mm -hmm. If DeRozan didn't play, I'd have been so pissed. But he did. But he did. And I had a great time. It was awesome, right? It really bothers me that guys sit out. It, it really bothers me that guys sit out. It, I mean, it, it does. Yeah. I, uh, Teddy Wayman says, uh, duck season needs to go smoke another bull. Yeah, agreed. You know. Uh, Alan Corbin says, uh, Kawhi's a part-time player. Dude should have retired a few years ago. <laughs> you know. uh, Jeremy Bolton says, good morning, Erwin. Hey, by the way, I don't know if anybody saw the Bulls game last night. <sighs> Alex Caruso, big steal. And then did anybody <laughs> see that he uh, made a between-the-legs pass? Like nutmeg. he nutmegged a defender. Yeah. Great pass for a Pat Williams dunk. You know. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to be careful with comments this morning. Duck Season says, men I would kill for. <laughs> Jimmy G, Bo Nix, Tom Brady, Justin Haybear, Antonio Brown pool version. If I was feeling energized, let me take on some Zach Wilson. Antonio Brown pool version. Okay. So you're about that crazy life. That's what you're saying. Okay. Can I Johnson? Brady just won his last championship with this touchdown. Talk about a comeback. Brady is the greatest comeback king. So, yeah, this comeback was great. Well, I'm going to go ahead and say that, yeah, Tommy, um, he probably, yeah. you know, she's going to get her first ring. Right. There. I mean, she, come on now. Come, come on now. Yeah. Come on now. Yeah. The life of Tom Brady. I mean, just much, you know. Yeah, anyway, uh, Jeremy Bolton says Caruso practices the between-the-legs stuff alone at night. All Jake, gas, no break. Jake does, too. You know, it's fine. Uh, let's see. Uh, Josh Lovard says Kim K is the best comeback story. Wow. Okay. Okay. Um, Kim K, I mean, she went from sex tape to, like, billionaire. Yeah. Yep. Which is pretty amazing. Yep. Pretty Man, amazing. Family power. Uh, Giggity, what's up, dude? Uh, Veronica Rajek. Yes, please. Yeah. I mean, I don't you mean Mrs. Tommy? That's pretty remarkable. Yeah, dude. She's I mean, fine, man. You got to have your heart broken. There are certainly better ways to do it. Yeah. And worse ways to do it. Yep. Uh, like, 
But isn't this what we do as guys, though? Women are so, I feel like women are so limited because, like, Giselle's not going to date, like, what is she, 25? This chick, come on, what are you, 25? 25, maybe. Is Giselle going to find a 25-year-old smoking hot dude to date, or is she going to date the 45-year-old man bun jujitsu instructor? That's what it is, but we're celebrating. She's 26. Oh, excuse me. Oh, excuse me. Bro. She's 26. Dude. My God. Bro. Stop showing me. He's showing me pictures on his laptop. This is wild. (laughs) This is, Tom is. You know. My word. Tommy clearly is a Tommy is clearly a fan of the Ferraris. Jesus. I mean, if you got a rebound, Tommy, I'm with you, dude. I am with you, dude. Yeah. Uh Gabe Ledley says, hit the like button, you casuals. Yeah, please, yeah, please. do. Please. Give us a thumbs up and a like. Appreciate you guys. Um, let's see. Um <laughs> Jingles. Jingles now. Says, thanks for providing material for the Spank Bank, Tommy. Dude, seriously? (laughs) 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 We're getting Spank Bank references. San Diego State says, just thinking about uh, this. Mrs. Monty broke her wing and it was her flat and not her drums. Saying ain't so. This is not justice. Wow. Yeah, it's a bummer, dude. Breaking your arm hurts. I don't know how many people know that. You know. Uh, Skeet says, uh, that's not funny. USC quarterbacks and Mrs. Monty can't take the handbag handbag bowls back because they're injured. Truth. Truth. Uh, Tom would play for 25 more years with this one. That's what I'm saying. Yep. That's what I'm saying. By the way, is Caleb Williams going to win the Heisman Trophy? I hope so. That's why I want to win it. I think he may. But he's got another year. If he doesn't win it this year, he'll win it next year. He has time, yeah. But I feel like he's got a shot for sure. Guys like him. Hey, hey. Anyway, don't get me started. Can yeah. we? Should we rip the Pac-12 now? Or yeah, let's we'll, do it. I mean, Why what not? Do you, what do you? What you feel you know, like doing? Can, you know, I know we. I know we spent the whole show talking about BYU yesterday. So you know. Yeah. If, if yeah. one more person was like, "Hey, you talked about BYU for yeah, two hours." Is this a jazz show? Is this? Is this a BYU show? What kind of show is this? Yeah, I. I you know. Whatever. Um, we have been vocal critics of Pac-12 Commissioner George Klyovkov, right? Yeah. And I think justifiably so. This guy won't stop talking. And I don't understand it. So, you know that Deion Sanders. Prime. Prime time. You know that Deion Sanders gets the head job at Colorado. Yeah. All the while, including a couple of guys that are hacks on YouTube, um, talk to Wonder to openly, well, why would Deion take the Colorado job in a dying conference? We did what we did. We talked about that. Well, yesterday, George Klyovkov was asked about Dion, and he said, oh, I just can't believe that you guys don't know this. Um, and that is that, well, we we didn't do a TV deal because we were waiting for Dion Sanders. He raises the value of the TV deal. George Klyovkov said that. The commissioner of the Pac-12 yesterday <laughs> said... One of the reasons they haven't signed a TV deal is because they were waiting for Deion Sanders. My fucking ass. No way. No way. No way. You're telling me Deion's got that much influence on a TV deal? You waited for Deion Sanders. Come on, guy. Are you... You were not like Dion, waiting. And this is my question. So how much value do head coaches have in parlance of conferences? So, like, 
Nick Saban, just as an example. You can use anybody you want, but we'll just use Nick Saban as a coach Saban. Yeah, Coach Saban. So are you really telling me that that Nick Saban in a conference as strong as the SEC has that much pull on a TV deal? Are you really telling me that 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 Prime has more pull than Lincoln Riley? More pull than Kyle Whittingham. Right? Like more pull than these other guys that have been there and done some things. Like that's what I'm talking about. Like, that's why this doesn't add up in my head. George Klyovkov says new media rights deal has been held up not only because of the UC regions, but the hiring of Deion Sanders. Klyovkov said, quote, why would we do a media deal before that? He absolutely adds value to the league. End quote. Okay, so how long have, have you known that Deion Sanders was coming to Colorado? Because you opened up your negotiations in the fall. Have you known for months and months? And you've just been waiting? You sly little dog. No, he hasn't known. This is more ridiculousness from George Klyovkov. And I, I continue to talk about this. Yeah, This guy is an albatross around the neck of the Pac-12. He is not better than Larry Scott as a commissioner. He's not. He has done absolutely nothing. He has watched UCLA and USC walk out the door. And he has, in my opinion, lied about UCLA's financial plight. He is, uh, by some accounts, recruiting um, people to write letters like this former UCLA football player um, writing letters saying how it's going to damage the mental health of UCLA athletes. Um, you know, and these people that Klyovkov has writing letters to talk about what they should do with the new money if UCLA is in fact allowed to go. This is ridiculous. You have done nothing. The idea now that you're going to try and spin that a, a TV rights deal hasn't been negotiated because you were waiting for Deion Sanders is farcical. First of all, it's Colorado, Dick. Yeah. It's not like... It's not like Deion Sanders was taking, okay, the Oregon job, and all of a sudden Deion had billions of dollars in Uncle Phil Knight's money, and he's running Oregon, and they're winning national championships. Deion Sanders hasn't coached a game at Colorado, and hopefully, and I say hopefully, and I don't say it confidently, but hopefully he will not have coached a game yet when you agree to whatever this TV deal is going to be. Right. Because it better be done in January. But you cannot tell me that you're sitting here, oh, well, we haven't done a TV deal because we knew Prime was coming to Boulder. Congratulations, much... but that's bullshit. Let me ask you this. How many millions does Prime add to a Pac-12 TV deal? Are you really going to sit here and make me the argument that Deion Sanders adds a million dollars a year per school? Does he add $10 million a year? Because Deion Sanders is here, we're going to pay you $10 million more a year? That's enough of that crap. Come on. Yeah, that's not true, dude. Come on. If you've got 10 teams left, you're telling me that Deion Sanders is worth a million dollars per team? No, he's not. Because nobody's making Stanford a good football team. No. Nobody's making Cal a good football team. You know. Nobody's making Chip Kelly a better football coach. Let's just be real honest about that. 
You are paying for games that people want to watch. If you're telling me that Colorado's bottom line now and their value is higher, okay, I agree with that. I think Prime adds value to Colorado. He doesn't add value to Washington State. He does not add value to Oregon State. Come on, dude. Like it, it's, it, it seems like this is every day now. Yeah. We get something stupid out yes. of George Klyovkov. Yep. Either it's the back of the envelope calculations. It's, you know, it's the Pac-12 homer media slurping him all the way down. I haven't talked to anybody that approves of the move from UCLA to the Big Ten. It, it's just ridiculous to me that here we sit. And George Klyovkov really thinks that people believe that Deion Sanders is why no TV deal has been done in the Pac-12. <laughs> Come on. Well, what are we talking about? And I just don't. I I I feel like it's just a classic, like you know, line of 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 statements of like, hey, like we're just gonna say whatever we need to say to to try to feed this narrative and it's just so clear that it's not it's just not true he's not honest about what the reality of the situation is and then the tv deal is going to come out and people are going to have a lot of questions if it's not what he says it is and it's like all right what happened to prime adds all this value what happened to nobody wants you ucla and usc to leave like what happened to all that it's amazing josh lovren says georgie boy makes you want your team to play in the big sky yeah he does he absolutely does. I just, I don't know. Um, it, it's so frustrating to me that this is, that. I, anyway, Fat Jesus says, Klyavkov is becoming John Lovitz, the John Lovitz liar character. Wait for him to tell us he's dating Morgan Fairchild now. Exactly right. Exactly right. Jake, do you remember, no. you don't know who John Lovitz is? No. No, I'm not going there. You don't know who... Anyway, my point is, um, this is just crazy. This is crazy to me that this is who George Klyovkov is now. I mean, this is who this league is. I think Prime adds money. He does not add TV value. And again, I will just sit here and say, I think their best, highest revenue source is going to be Amazon. Yeah. And if I'm the Pac-12, as soon as the UCLA fate is known, I got to get a TV deal done. And again, that is what that's that's a week from yesterday. Yeah, that we should have clarity on UCLA. I mean, is there any? I think the UC Board of Regents believe that they can stop them from going. And my guess is, my guess is they're not going to stop them because I think they know if they do try to stop UCLA, they're going to be in court. Uh And I don't think anybody wants that. I think UCLA is going to have to give up a significant amount of money that they get in the Big Ten deal. That'd be my guess. The other thing that I would guess is that Amazon winds up somewhere in the the neighborhood of $30 million per year. So I would guess it's a $300 million deal per year. Mm -hmm. And I think that's probably it. And I think that the the bigger issue is, if you sign with Amazon, I think it very well may push out ESPN from TV, from doing business with the Pac-12. Because the, the other thing that you have to think about here is, is that you already have the Big 12 and you already have the SEC. And when we're talking about, you know, when we're talking about games, I would assume that Colorado is going to be on TV a lot next year. Yeah. I would assume. And if Dion wins, they're going to be on TV all the time. But if you're ESPN, are you willing to kick in $150 million a year for Deion Sanders? 
because that's where the rubber meets the road in this yeah, conversation. I, mean, I think you have to see what he what he does. I I, I think yeah, he, he's got to prove like the first five games. If he's four and one or five and zero, oh, yeah, then I think money's going to start to come in. You know, if if he shows that hey, this is legit, and that Jackson State wasn't just hey, you were at Jackson State picking on little guy. Like if he shows that he legitimately can coach a P five and that the yeah. coaching staff can come through, like then I think, you know, things change, uh, you know, again, winning is, is the straw that stirs the drink. So if you can be leading the pack 12 or the pack 10 at that point, I guess, or whatever, you know, after five, six weeks. Yeah. I think there's going to be more TV opportunities. Uh, Mr. Johnny says, can't wait to watch Utah and Oregon on a glitchy Amazon stream. Yeah. It's going to be great, isn't it? But I don't think it's a glitchy Amazon. I, I think you got to have good internet, which is the problem because I think as much as all of us take internet for granted, trust me when I say not everybody has great internet and not everybody is an Amazon subscriber. And I don't know, but again, is the Pac-12 a, a stream league? I don't believe that Amazon raises their profile that much. I really don't. I think when you look at Amazon and you and you look at um, you look at things like. Um, the Pac-12 network, does Amazon give them more eyeballs than the Pac-12 network? Well, everything yeah. does. Yeah. But does it? Does Amazon put them in a place where more people who matter are watching Pac-12 football games? Probably not. Probably not. And the other problem is, the other problem is, what, what about basketball? Because I'd also remind you that UCLA and USC are two of the better basketball teams in that league as well. So what's Pac-12 basketball come down to? Yeah, and that's why I think the deal is is so crucial because if you're going to talk all this smack about waiting for prime and you know, hey, we're 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 we don't believe that anybody wants UCLA and USC to leave and all this stuff, the TV deal better be prolific. I mean, it better be like the best we've seen in a long time. Yeah. Um, let's see. Mike Maple says uh, quack season. Uh, you and Utah are already in the whack. <laughs> Pretty much, pretty much. I, I, you know, I think it's so interesting to me that the the apathy from the fan bases towards the Pac-12 has got nothing but worse. Mm-hmm. It's got nothing but worse. All right, our uh, college football talk on the Monty Show is brought to you by our good friends at Barbecue Pit Stop, BBQPitStop.com. No matter where you get the show, you can always shop at Barbecue Pit Stop on their website, BBQPitStop.com. And again, you know when you walk into any of their five Utah stores at Barbecue Pit Stop that you are going to get the best equipment, whether that is a Traeger, a Yoder, a Big Green Egg, Camp Chef, pizza ovens, um, tongs, accessories, tongs. grill covers. You know they've got they've got it all. That's not even in question. But again, as I tell you every day, the Asado seasoning is why you go to Barbecue Pit Stop because it is remarkable. You can put Asado seasoning on pizza. You can put Asado seasoning on burgers, chops, steaks, wings, briskets, you name it. Asado seasoning is where it's at. Tell them Monty told you to get the Asado for your wings. It's absolutely the best seasoning for your wings. Yeah. And if you are not smoking, well, if you're not using your smoker during the wintertime, you're crazy. Because the, the smell of the smoke is so much stronger. Yeah. Oh, with the cold air, it's remarkable. Um, I'm telling you, if you are not using a pellet smoker, you're, you're missing out. You should never use propane again. You should never use charcoal briquettes again. I'm telling you, a pellet smoker will change your life. You plug that thing in, you turn it on, put the food on the grill, you're done. It is that easy. 
Hook it up at Barbecue Pit Stop. BBQPitStop.com. Go into any of their five Utah locations. Uh, from Logan and Layton through Murray, Lehigh, and St. George, it's Barbecue Pit Stop. BBQPitStop.com brings you all of our college football talk on the show. I do want to get back to the Utah Jazz this morning because I think um, absolutely the Jazz last night with a, a, a scintillating win. Obviously, uh, the looming Jordan Clarkson suspension, or maybe not suspension, uh, will be interesting. Jordan Clarkson, if you missed it, got into an altercation with about 45 seconds to go in the game with Jonathan Kaminga from the Golden State Warriors. Um, he was leveled a flagrant two and ejected. He did not throw a punch. And I saw some of the comments earlier saying he threw a punch. He never threw a punch. What happened was Kaminga blocked his shot going into the lane. It frustrated Jordan that then Kaminga bodied him and got the rebound. Yeah. And Jordan, like, I mean, swung down on Kaminga, like, really emotionally. Yeah. Foul, they're separated. Jordan's like, hey, hey, let's relax. My bad. And then Kaminga said something, and Jordan Clarkson absolutely lost his mind. I'll drop that mother. Bowed up like he wanted to fight. Like, it, it was it was a pretty chaotic scene. Yeah. And at the end of the night, Simone Fontecchio dunked his way to a jazz win, and I say, hey, more power to you. Um, I think this was an important win. It keeps you out of 10th place. The Jazz are now 6th in the West. Um, you have this December 15th deadline where you can now trade uh, players you signed uh, on December 15th moving forward. Mm -hmm. So trade season in the NBA is coming. And I wonder how much the record will impact the player movement for the Jazz coming up. I don't think it will at all. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I think that it's 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 a really interesting time because over the last couple of games, like you're seeing some of these personalities kind of start to come out for the Utah Jazz, you know. And and I think that you know when you when you look at like the Jazz record and how they've been going over the last five, like it's interesting that the emotions on the team seem to have been running a little bit, you know, serious and a little bit hot. And I think that there's a certain intensity this team is playing with, and, yes. I, and I think it, it, that only ramps up when when they're in a tight game with a with a team that undoubtedly is better than them. You know, I, I just don't have any question that the Warriors, even last night's version, I think at their best is better than the Jazz at their best. So when you're down by one, and or I think at that point they were down by three. I think when the Clarkson Kaminga thing happened, you know, when you're down by that, like just by one possession. And, you know, Kaminga gets physical with you. He bumps you and then blocks your shot and then takes the 50-50 ball from you. Like, yeah, I think emotions are going to run hot. But I, I think at the same time, you cannot have, you know, uh, a lack of control with your emotions. I mean, and, and that's kind of what separates the elite from the non-elite in, in some of these instances. Like knowing, okay, yeah, game's getting heated, but I just got to do what I do. You know, I just got to... Go and get fouled, right? Like, if you're Jordan Clarkson, you want to get fouled by by Kaminga in that situation because you're behind, you want the clock to stop, and you want to get two free looks at the line to bring your team within, you know, one or at least tie it. You know, so to me, you know, Clarkson got the result he was looking for. Yeah. And, and to me, that's what I was surprised by. Why are you getting that upset when you got a good result on the play as the offensive player? So... That's what I'm saying. I think the team has just been running hot lately, and and I think Kaminga no, is a big physical guy who knows how to get in people's heads. Yeah, I totally agree, and I think I think Jonathan Kaminga is an emerging superstar in this league, man. I, I mean, you saw it last night. 
Um, his athletic ability is absolutely game-changing. But I also think that when you look at where the Jazz are right now, there's a lot of questions surrounding just the lineup on this club, um, including Walker Kessler. Should Walker Kessler be starting going forward? I'd, I've advocated for that for a month now. And I think seeing him last night, there are moments in games where he just can't be on the floor. But when you're getting a double-double, including five blocks, like, hey, that's fantastic work out of a young guy um, that I think is a really important part of what could be the future of the Utah Jazz. So I do think that Walker Kessler should be starting going forward. But I do think you should trade Jordan Clarkson. I do think you should trade Malik Beasley. Mm -hmm. I do think you should trade Kelly O if you can get, if you can get leverage for him. And I guess the question is, when you look at trading some of these guys, what are you going to get for them? Like, if you trade Mike Conley, because I think Mike Conley's a guy that's a really interesting conversation right now. Does Mike Conley want another shot at a championship? Well, I have to believe that he does. Yeah. Are you willing to trade Mike Conley in late December and January? I would hope that you would. Are you going to get a first-round pick for him like you did Royce O'Neal? I don't know. Are you going to get more for him than you did out of Boyan Bogdanovich? I would certainly hope so. But I think Mike Conley's a guy. And I, I mean, I'm guessing, I know his, his family loves being here. Yeah. Is Mike Conley a guy that wants to be a jazz man or does he want to go and try and get a championship? Yeah. And, and I think that's really a, a curious question because the, the extension says he wants to be a jazz man. The extension says like, you can't tell me when Mike signed that extension, he didn't know there was going to be turnover. Like, come on, dude. Well, I don't know that he knew that. I think when Mike signed that extension, I think he thought he was going to win a championship or at least compete for one. Um, and that very clearly didn't happen. But yeah. I think if you're if you're Mike Conley in the, you know, let's say the Dallas Mavericks come calling. Yeah. You know, because the Jazz didn't have a trade market for Mike over the summer. Right. But if the Dallas Mavericks come calling, I mean, the Chicago Bulls need need a veteran point guard. There's no doubt about that. Although I will tell you, and I would love to mix in some general NBA here, I would tell you that absolutely, absolutely, you should blow it up if you're the Chicago Bulls. You should tear that thing down. Yeah, and and I think it's it's frustrating because you're again you're you're basically where the Jazz were last year. Like you're good enough to be in the postseason, but not good enough to win anything. That's right. And and it's really frustrating that you know Zach Levine is constantly hurt, and 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 that's why I'm saying like I think that. I think a lot of owners in sports are happy being good enough to be a postseason team, but not winning anything because that makes them a lot of money, puts butts in seats, yeah. like it, it, it feeds the beast. And I think that's why when you have Jerry Reinsdorf running your your team in your organization, like you know, there's probably not going to be a lot of movement there. There's not going to be a lot of you know trades or whatever. Like you're just going to continue to be who you are. And you're, you extend Billy Donovan. Yeah, you're going to sign. You're going to extend a mediocre coach and Billy Donovan, who we were there and saw how he runs the team. Like, not a big fan, but hey, it is what it is. Like, that's what I'm saying. I don't think the Jazz, or I'm sorry, I don't think the Bulls actually want to win. I don't think they're in that mindset. They want to just be good enough to make money. Yeah, it, it's frustrating to be a Bulls fan. I mean, it, it, it's just one of those things where, you know, when you when you look at. When you look at guys like DeRozan or Zach Levine, those are really good players. You know, you you look at the rest of that roster, what are you really hanging on to? I mean, again, when you look at what the Bulls have, is Patrick Williams a guy that you have to hang on to? He's not. 
when you look at a guy like an Alex Caruso, who Brooklyn supposedly is after hard right now, I would trade Alex Caruso if I'm the Chicago Bulls. I get a first round pick for him. If I'm the Boston Celtics, if I am the Milwaukee Bucks, like those are teams that need guys. If you don't want him in the East, okay, trade him in the West because again, I think you have to do what's best for you to win a championship. And I just don't think the Chicago Bulls are close. I would also say the Brooklyn Nets again last night, even though Kyrie's drawing all over his shoes like he's a three-year-old, I think when you look at what the, the Brooklyn Nets did last night, you're getting big performances again now out of KD and Kyrie. Now, granted, it's Washington. I totally understand that. But you look at where the East is trending and you look at where the West is trending, I think it's very close on who's a better conference because I don't think anybody doubts that Boston's the best team in the NBA right now. And mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on in Phoenix. By the way, I think that's another really interesting situation. You get Chris Paul back last night and you might as well not have played him because they were terrible. Yeah. And Devin Booker's in a, in a stretch here where he just looks disinterested. And that team looks disinterested. And I don't know quite how you explain that against the Boston Celtics on national TV. They look disinterested in Phoenix right now. Yeah. And I don't know that there's a quick way to fix that. I, I really don't. I think the West is good. I think the East has potential to be great, depending on how some things shake out. And again, Philadelphia's got to get healthy and Brooklyn's got to play better. And we've got to go through a trade season. But if you, I don't know that there's a laydown in the top six in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, I, and I think that, you know, these conferences are just getting better. And I, and I think that, you know, the the Celtics are clearly the, playing the best basketball. And that's how I don't – I'm kind of getting away from they're the best team. Like, because any team can lose on any night. I, who's playing the best basketball right now? And oh, it's the just Celtics, Celtics by far. They're playing the best basketball. They're making shots. They're doing what they need to do. But does that translate to the postseason? Do you get to the NBA Finals and still play your best basketball? I don't know. Grant Williams looks like a different player. And I don't know if somebody got to him. I don't know if somebody said to him, hey, everybody hates you. You might want to figure out how not to be such an a-hole. But it looks like he's finally figured it out. Mm-hmm. Um, and he makes them a better team. But like, look at Donnie and the Cavs. I look at Donovan Mitchell and the Cleveland Cavaliers. That's one of the best teams in the Eastern Conference. They're not championship good right now, I don't think. They need a guy. But, I, I, I mean, you, if you look at Boston, Milwaukee, Cleveland, Brooklyn, this thing with Atlanta, I don't know what to make of that. I, I don't know. You're, you're, this is the third time in three years that Trey Young has had a problem with, with a coach. Mm-hmm. And you've already fired, what's his, what was his name? Pierce, Lloyd Pierce. You already fired Lloyd Pierce because the star player didn't like him. Now you're about to fire another guy because the star player doesn't like him. So I don't know what to make of them. Um, but I think Philadelphia, I actually loved it. Anybody see Julius Randle last night? Absolutely dominating. Mm-hmm. If you're the Knicks, why are you not trading him right now? Trade high on him, yeah. right? Like I mean, he's playing you well. Have to be smart, and, and and again, the Knicks are that team that I I truly question whether you want to win or not. Because if you do want to win, you'd be making moves. I think I think once December 15 comes and goes, you're going to start seeing. There's going to be a lot of early traffic, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I think there's going to be a lot of early traffic. I, it, it just. Yeah, we'll we'll see how all that plays out. I, I don't know. Uh, let's see. Mike Maple says, Walker has been a nice surprise as a late first rookie. Jazz are better at trading for rookies than drafting them. Well, there's no doubt about that. I mean, I think Dennis Lindsay absolutely crippled this team with terrible drafts. Um, 
but I look at Walker Kessler. I think he has been he has been a surprise. Yeah, he, he's a guy you got to develop. But but he is every game that you see Walker Kessler play, he's showing a little more ability to compete, and that's really exciting for me. Really, really exciting for me. Um, Jeremy Bolton says, "Whoa, Brittany Griner was released." Yeah, we talked about <laughs> it on the show. Uh, absolutely, Brittany Griner is out. Uh, she was freed in a prisoner swap this morning. If you're just tuning into the show, Brittany Griner uh, was swapped in Abu Dhabi is what the reports are. Um, she was flown to Abu Dhabi, swapped with this uh, death machine guy or whatever his name is, uh, this arms dealer. Um, and she is flying her way back to American territory. Um, I saw reports that she was going to Germany and then she will go on from Germany back to the States to reunite with her family. Mm -hmm. Uh, but yeah, huge moment in time. I mean, that she was arrested, went to trial, convicted and freed in less than a year out of Russia is nothing short of a miracle, uh, nothing short of a miracle. And there are others. I understand there's a lot of anger this morning about, um, other prisoners that are still being held, including, you know, a Marine that is accused of spying, uh, with no evidence. Um, but I think you have to focus on just the miracles that were moved uh, for Brittany Griner. And unfortunately, you know, again, the problem with Brittany Griner getting arrested is she pushes all these other guys back one because she's a high profile character and the Russians are not going to talk about those other prisoners until you do a prisoner, a prisoner swap for Brittany Griner. Yeah. Because they want their guy back. So it's really unfortunate. But to turn that around in less than a year is, I believe the date, I'm pretty sure the date she was arrested was February 17th. Yeah. So that's pretty, it's pretty remarkable. Pretty remarkable that they turned that so quickly. Yeah, Jeremy Bolton, she is, uh, she's absolutely been freed. Um, Vic says, Jazz right now making fans happy so they'll sell a lot of tickets. Yeah, I mean, the Bulls game was a great house on another snowy night, by the way. Yeah, last night was, I mean, if it wasn't sold out, it was pretty close. Yep, I agree with that. Uh, Skeet says, JC might not be a tough guy you want, but he's the one you need. He's see, not that's a tough a, guy. See, that's a Dark Knight That's a reference. Dark Knight reference, yeah. He's you not know. a tough guy, though. Salty Drunk says, love talking NBA in general. Guys, it doesn't have to be about the jazz. Great job. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I agree with that. Uh, Jeremy Bolton says, uh, I'd trade Caruso to the east. The Wolves could really use him. That's a, that's a you reference. Uh, by the way, Teddy Wayman says, agree, Jeremy. <laughs> Maple says, Caruso to Portland. Oregon will make him governor. Exactly right. right. He's a weak right, guy. Right. He's a weak guy. Tyler P says, Suns are jazz from last year. I, I love Devin Booker. That's my dude. But it's been frustrating in the last two games to watch him. Like, yeah. I mean, he, he is a 11 points. And then last night, I think he had 17. But... Just, I mean, there's three Phoenix Suns. I don't remember all three. It was Booker, CP3, and one other guy. And they're fighting over a loose ball that goes out of bounds and goes back to Boston. Three of them are there. Like, what are, what are we doing? It's, it's That team, in my opinion, is the best team in the West, mm-hmm. the Phoenix Suns. They need, a, they need a trade desperately. And I think... I think you're going to have to trade a guy you don't want to trade. And it can't be Bridges because he's your best defensive player. Yeah. But like this nonsense with DeAndre Ayton, like I just think that's an odd group. Teddy Wayman says, Trey Young thinks he's a god when he hasn't done anything yet. Get Getting good coaching, uh, coaches fired is pathetic. Agreed. And, and he's on the way to doing that. Nate 100%. McMillan, you're not going to side with Nate McMillan. You're going to side with Trey. 
every single time. Uh, Tyler says, remember when the Jazz couldn't, could have drafted Desmond Bain and instead ended up with Udoka? Well, I mean, you can, you can go back to, yeah, no, we've played this game on the show before. Yeah. Like where you go back to the Dante Exum draft, go back to, I mean, my God, uh, San Diego state says when you get down by 45, there, there certainly was some disinterest going on last night with the Suns. Oh my God. Uh, Yeah. Not good. Not good at all. Uh, Jacob DeLambo says Russia is getting desperate to end this war. They just banned gay behavior. <laughs> this, this thing, and, and I do believe she is a, she was a chip for the, the, the war in Ukraine. I think, and now obviously this has gone horribly wrong for Vladimir Putin, but I think arresting Brittany Griner and, and putting her through a, a sham of a trial was absolutely a PR win for Vladimir Putin in yeah. Russia. And buy some time. One of the things we're seeing is, okay, well, we know we're going to invade Ukraine. How are we going to spin that to our people? Well, let's invade Ukraine under the veil of we arrested Brittany Griner and then she'll be the headline. Now, obviously, all that melted down. And now you're starting to see Russian casualties inside of Russia. And the war has just been an absolute loss for Russia all the way across the board. And they're talking about him... Did you hear the story that Vladimir Putin is is ill? I think everybody agrees he's dealing with something. But he fell down a stairs. Fell down some stairs and apparently like pooped on himself. <laughs> now they deny that happened. Right. But you can see that at the very least he has Parkinson's. There's that video of him sitting with Macron from France where his hand on he's gripping the table like the you know the rail of the table is here. And Vladimir Putin is gripping the table because his hand shakes. Right. Because there are some people who believe he has Parkinson's really bad. Yeah. And his leg is tapping, so it's not shaking. What you do when you're trying to hide that is you tap your foot a little bit. You hold on to something really tight so that your hand doesn't shake. Like, it's really scary what's going on in, in Russia right now. Like, Yeah, well, and I think the people around him know that that you can't allow him to well, I drop think, nukes. Too. I think people around him know he's on the clock. Yeah. So that's the next shoe to drop. Mr. Johnny, hello. Uh, rookie Walker Kessler greater than rookie Rudy Gobert. Rookie Walker, Walker Kessler equals third year Rudy Gobert. But remember, Rudy... Contributor. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if we get that from Walker. I don't know. Uh, Lopes Van Gabe says, no anger or hate about Brittany Griner being freed. I just want the administration to finish the job and now release Americans being held uh, in American prisons for low-level possession convictions. Well, the problem is there's two sides of the aisle. Yeah. Bigger there's, bigger conversation there, my man. There's, I mean, and this goes, I mean, that conversation about weed and low-level drug offenses, this goes to, you know, why do we not have gun reform? Why do we not have... I mean, there's all kinds of issues Yeah. where, yeah, anyway, you're exactly right. Uh, she was swa- swapped for a prisoner and a prisoner to be named later, seriously. And it wasn't just no prisoner at all, you know. Uh, Jeremy Bolton says, Tyler P., that's a good point about the Suns being the Jazz. Seems like they've already peaked with this current lineup. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. I think, I think the championship window on the Suns has closed. They... As soon as the DeAndre Ayton thing happened, the window slammed shut. Yeah, because you can't have drama around your team and win a championship. That doesn't work. And he is just so soft. He still struggles uh, to catch the the ball in traffic. 
Still struggles to catch the ball in traffic. Um, Brett Burnett says, nothing against Griner, but swapping out this bad guy will cost lives. Need to stop this nonsense from other countries. I don't know how you... So this is a big topic of conversation in political circles. Yeah. How do you stop Russia, for instance, from taking political prisoners? Prisoners, and what I mean by that is prisoners who have done nothing wrong, but they're easy targets. Oh, he's a United States Marine. He's in our country. Okay, we caught him spying. Put him in jail. Like send her, send Brittany Griner to prison for nine years after a sham of a trial for cannabis oil. Yeah. Right. I mean, because they operate on a lower level than we do. That's the thing. They're willing to do dirty stuff to get what they want. Yeah, we'll see. Um, (laughs) Fat Jesus. I'm expecting Griner to get a huge deal promoting cannabis. Cure relief worth going to a penal colony for. <laughs> but tell me there's not going to be a 30 for 30. Tell me there's not going to be a 60 gotta minutes. Be. There's got to be a Netflix series. There's got to be, you know. Does she come back and play basketball again? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You have no doubt no about doubt it. No doubt about it, dude. She'll really? get right back in the gym. First thing she's going to do is go back to the facility. She's going to get her life back. Yeah, she will. That'll be interesting. Uh, Pipe Piper says, you guys claim to be sports fans yet never even mention the the latest League of Legends tournament. I know. I mean, we drop the ball every day. (coughs) We drop the ball every day. Okay. Uh, This whole episode was a win uh, for Vladdy Poo. Yeah, sadly it was. Yep. And that's why countries continue to steal people because it's a win, right? It's, It's a win. Yeah. Because what did it really come down to today? You negotiated with a terrorist. If we're being brutally honest, right? I mean, that's what happened in this Brittany Griner thing is you negotiated with a terrorist to get Brittany Griner back. Yep. And you paid a price. And we historically, as a policy, don't negotiate with terrorists unless Brittany Griner's in jail. Yep. So it's really unfortunate. It is. It's really, really unfortunate that it had to go so, you know, Anyway, Forrest G says, I'm at work, so I cannot watch the podcast until later, but I just wanted to say good morning. Go Jazz. Forrest G, appreciate you. you. Giggity says, Poopy Putin. <laughs> Brett Burnett. <laughs> wow. <laughs> By the way, how, t- did the Taco Bell come out the other end all right? Jake, A little had, bit. For those of you that missed the show yesterday, Jake was dealing with some... We, we decided to binge some Taco Bell the other day. That was, that was, a, that was not a good idea. It was a that yeah, was a poor decision. I mean, that, that, it's, it's, it just didn't work out. Yeah. Didn't work out, dude. Didn't work out at all. No, I agree. Um, mm, yeah, yeah, no. You feeling mm, better? Yeah, I feel normal today, finally. Yeah, I agree. When you order your Papa Murphy's pizza, make sure you use the promo code MONTY25. MONTY25 to get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Papa Murphy's presents how to change the way you pizza. Step one, carefully knead dough. Step two, artfully spread sauce. Step three, add fresh mozzarella and assemble toppings. Step four, realize we already did all that for you. So all you have to do is bake it. For a limited time only, get the hog heaven pizza with Canadian bacon, ground sausage, and crispy bacon. Papa Murphy's, change the way you pizza. Indeed, you should change the way you pizza. Make sure you get the double barbecue sauce, original crust, double yeah, barbecue Yeah, double sauce. it up, you know. It's easy peasy, baby. Use the promo code MONTY25, MONTY25, to get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more at Papa Murphy's Pizza. The Monty Show is presented every single day by The Advocates. Check them out online, theadvocates.com. 
Um, the best injury attorneys in the business, and they're open in Phoenix now. Make sure you tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show, and make sure you say, hey, Monty said you never have big retainers or consultation free fees, and that I don't have to pay you unless and until you win my case. Is that true? And they're going to say exactly right, because you don't pay the advocates unless and until they win your case. It's 8 o'clock on the Monty Show. Let's get back into jazz basketball. Jake, I'll ask you a very simple question. What will you remember last night's game for a 124-123 win where Jordan Clarkson was ejected? What'd you get out of last night's game? Yeah, I mean, the word that comes to me from last night's game is just chaos. I mean, I, I think last night's game, you know, the Jazz did their job in terms of what we tell you they need to do as far as checking boxes. They did a great job. Like, you you shot 42% from three, you know, 53% from, from the field, like, you know, 17 to 21 from the line. Like, you, you, you did everything you needed to do to win this game, but this game wasn't really about that. This game wasn't really about, like, how many shots you made or, or what it really came down to. This game was about physicality. And to me, you know, obviously we've been talking all morning about this Jordan Clarkson thing with Kaminga and how all that went down. And, and I felt like it, the game had been building to that moment, and that's sort of where things spilled over. To me... Jonathan Kaminga is someone that that people who watch the league every night know and someone that some people may not know. Kaminga is somebody who is definitely a developing talent in the Warriors system and someone that can be very good in this league. He's got size. He has speed. Little bit of a handle. Uh, most notably, a physical guy, though, that can finish at the rim. And, and to me, Jordan Clarkson gets into it with this guy. And Jordan's going to his left off the dribble. 45 seconds to go. I believe the Jazz are down three if memory serves, uh, Kaminga fouls him, then blocks his shot, and then takes the ball from him. Clarkson gets frustrated. Clarkson swings a little bit, like kind of hacks down on him, um, and things got physical. From that point on, the game took a turn, in my opinion, because then it wasn't really about really winning or losing if you're the Jazz. From that point on, it was about proving the point that, that the Warriors weren't going to out-physical you, and I felt like you did that. Because you did that, you were rewarded with a win. So obviously, you all saw that play where they're inbounding to Poole. Poole turns it over. Now, Poole has a great night last night, 36 points, but he didn't make the play that mattered. And this is what I remember about this game. This game came down to one play. Jordan Poole doesn't take care of the ball, doesn't do his job, doesn't make the play his team needs him to make. So, turns it over, Jazz go down, lose the game. And to me... That's where that's where I commend the Jazz. That's where I say Will Hardy's influence on this team is shining through really nicely here because NAW strips Jordan Poole. And NAW's been a guy that we've talked about a bunch on this show. How how when they traded for him, he wasn't really good enough, didn't really have didn't really have that aggressiveness he needed defensively, wasn't prepared for what he what he needed to do on the team. And and I feel like there's been a lot of development. I feel like, you know, um, Will Hardy's done a great job with NAW. So to me, I feel like what we're seeing out of last night's game is development. And I think this conversation around Walker Kessler starting is also a big one. Walker Kessler needs to turn into a franchise guy. He, if, if this team is going to have success long-term, you have to be able to either build this guy up to trade him or build this guy up for him to be a, uh, a centerpiece of your team. And, and last right. night, I love that he started. You seem cranky today. No, I'm not cranky. I just... Okay. I don't know. Is it because the Jazz whooped your your Golden State Warriors? Is that what it is? Like no, it's because the Warriors them? the Warriors didn't make one play, and everyone wants to sit here and say that the Jazz had some amazing game, and they didn't. 
Well, I think for what you had on the floor last night, and I think this is my takeaway from last night. We have not figured out how to how to let guys manage their loads. Um, we, we have not. I'm a child. But the point is, we have not figured out load management in the NBA, and it's really frustrating to me. Like I, I was really looking forward to, hey, if it's the Warriors, I want to see, see Steph, Clay, and Dre. If it's, a war, if it's the full-strength Warriors, it's a 20-point win for the Warriors. Right, but I don't necessarily believe that. I think if it's the full-strength Warriors and we, we don't get, oh, he doesn't feel good, you know, like the finish flash, you know, Lori Marketing missing the game last night with, quote-unquote, an illness, it's ridiculous. And it's bad for the NBA. And at some point, you've got to do something to fix this. Like, and I don't know how you fix it. Because you cannot tell me that Draymond Green, Steph Curry, and Andrew Wiggins were all out, couldn't play, no way, no shape, right? Uh, come on. It, it is I don't really, think anyone's running from that. It is really frustrating to me that nobody in the NBA seems to care that people pay ticket prices. And why did they, why did they rest those guys? Because what does is, what is Golden State have coming up? They have the Boston Celtics on Saturday at, at, at Chase Center in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. That's exactly why they rested these guys. And it, it's a slap in the face. Like it, it is, in my opinion, really bad for the NBA that you tell your three best players, yeah, don't worry about it. Don't make the trip to Salt Lake. You guys sit home and chill. <coughs> like, that's ridiculous to me. And... I don't know how you fix it, though. You can't find a team for, hey, you know, this guy's got an ankle injury. He can't play tonight. Well, does he or are we just managing his load? Yeah, I, 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 I understand why it's frustrating, but I think it's part of the league. I think, I think that, you know, like whether we're talking about AD and Braun or the Warriors or, I mean, every team does this. And I, and I think that, yeah. I wish there was a, a way to police it. I wish there was a way to put a stopgap in because I would have been pissed. Like I straight up, I would if I if we'd have gone to that game and paid probably what? Let's be conservative, right? And say five hundred bucks to go to yeah. that game, right? Like easy. That's what it costs to go to a jazz game to get even decent tickets. Now you can go to the game for a hundred bucks and be upper bowl and everything or whatever, yep. but but for anybody who wants a decent seat, you're paying, you know, four or five hundred bucks. So to do that and not see those guys is definitely frustrating as hell. And I, are, are, is Ryan Smith going to offer me a refund because Lori Marketing didn't play? Nope. That's the frustrating thing. I don't think they care. Now, again, I, I'm, I'm all on board. I am all on board with the fact that fans don't matter. I totally get that. But at some point, my, my thousands of dollars to go to your game, like we paid – we, we spent close to $1,000 to go see the Bulls the other night. If DeMar DeRozan doesn't play in that game, I am going to be pissed. Yeah. Are you going to refund me my $1,000? You're probably not. Well, and there was some speculation about DeMar in the injury report, too. But he played. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it, it's incredibly frustrating to me. Yeah. But I don't mean to belabor the point. I think the biggest story out of last night is NAW and Walker Kessler. I think that is, in my, in my opinion, those two guys are the most exciting young players on this roster. And Nikel Alexander-Walker, I think you really have to start taking, hey, take note. 
of any so, so see what he did there take, see, see what he did note. so like take note take like note. you're writing notes down on paper take, but take note is also the hashtag take, for the jazz note. on twitter so it's like a double entendre you know what i mean he's a play on words you're, you're taking note yeah pl- taking note you know um i what i just say yeah what i just said uh i look at naw and i i see a guy that um you know you, he's not going to put up huge numbers right now 4.5 points a game whatever but Nikhil Alexander Walker's a guy, in my opinion, that's really coming. Defensively, he is starting to turn into that guy. Athletically, he can stay with anybody. And if you look at what guys like Royce O'Neal have historically meant to this Jazz team, there's no reason he can't be that guy but a better three-point shooter. There's no reason he can't be that guy but a better all-around player mm-hmm. than, let's say, Buckets O'Bench was, right? So I think NAW is a guy that you really have to pay attention to. And Walker Kessler with five blocks last night in a game where – he didn't necessarily fit in as well as, as he probably would have liked. It was a frenetic, fast-paced game with a lot of points being scored way over the number. I think the number was 134. Um, but you look at the fact that he was able to find his way with a double-double and then added five blocks to go with it. That's really important for this franchise because I still maintain that r- right up to the trade deadline, you have to have a real clear idea of who these guys are and what they're capable of going forward. Yeah. And I think when you look at at, at Nikhil Alexander-Walker and Walker Kessler, you feel like, hey, these are two guys that we can probably turn into something. Mm-hmm. And if, if, if that's the case and you're able to do that, I think it makes a huge difference in your development going forward um, because I look at what you're getting out of, out of Alexander-Walker – when you give him 15 minutes, he's going to give you double-digit points. Yeah. And he's going to do that shooting the three at a pretty high percentage right now. And not in volume, not in volume, but for a 15-minute player, you're not going to get volume. No. But I think that's certainly a big deal. And that Walker Kessler had five of your seven blocks, that's important. That Simone Fontecchio came off again and was three of six from three, 18 points, a really instinctual play to end the game with that dunk. That that Beasley Malik Beasley continues to add to his trade value. I think that that, that all speaks volumes about where this team is. Yeah, it, absolutely. The Nye guy wants to know if Lori Markkinen had Taco Bell. Dude, I mean, maybe, maybe. I am pretty much done with Taco Bell. By the way, yeah, I'm and, done with it. We went on a Taco Bell binge on Monday, or whenever day that was Tuesday, I guess. And I just felt terrible afterwards. Like. I felt so bad that I had like a full cup of oats for dinner that night. Now that kind of quelled everything and it was awesome. I felt better. I have felt better. Yeah. Uh, Brett Burnett says, actually criticizing is fair as fans pay big bucks, but salty drunk is right. Teams do whatever they want and probably should load manage. Staying healthy is key. They should, yes. but it's not good for the game. It is not good for the game. Mike Maples Uh, Will the league get away with this from the next generation of players or get away from this? No, they won't. No. No, they won't because you're going to protect young guys. Yeah, I think it just keeps going. Are you telling me that Victor Wombin, your mama, you're going to play that guy 40 minutes a game every single night, 82 nights a year? That guy's good for 40 games his first year, maybe. Maybe. Really? If you're lucky. Yeah. Uh, by the way, we have a new co-host on the show, Mr. Negativity. Yeah. Uh, as our brand new co-host yeah. on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, Catch me outside. How about that? So you, you, what you're saying is you're still bitter. Your your Chaboy Chet got hurt. That's How what you're about saying. that? Yeah. I mean, Chet's a perfect example. He's not nearly as tall as VW. And what happened? Foot injury, non-contact, not even in the NBA. Okay. 
Okay. I, you know. Uh, Mr. Johnny says, it's a slap in the face to fans in the upper bowl who can only afford one game a year and choose the game to see Curry. Ding. Exactly right. Uh, Brett Burnett says, the finisher. The finisher. See what he did there? So the finisher because... Larry, Larry yeah. Mark Kinnon is from... Yeah. Can we just take one of the K's out of his name? <laughs> um, the finisher probably got the flu as something is going around. Eh, who cares? I don't. Play the game. Uh, we've been saying this is bad for the NBA for many years. Yeah, we have, Jesus. And the NBA is still strong, so it's not really hurting them. And please stop saying load management. It's... It, yeah, we've got to stop saying load management is manage their loads. Right. You got to manage your load. I mean, there's a trainer in, in <laughs> there's a trainer in charge of managing Kawhi Leonard's load. Right. Right. You know, right. they make a plan for his load. Right. Dilly dilly. You know, uh, Tyler P says marketing Mark Kinnon ate the same sandwich from Zupas as Hayward did. Right. Could be. Could be. Could be. I don't know. <laughs> Any word on Sexton's injury? None yet. I would expect something today. San Diego State says, okay, I see load management had an impact on the line and fan enjoyment. Yeah. I mean, if you're managing your load during a game, the fans are going to enjoy it far less. Yeah, dude. Don't manage your load. Yeah. Just, you know. Can we do that in private, please? Get crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. Okay. Duck Season says, only jazz fans would cry about load management. No one wants to travel and play in Utah against a poverty team. Doc season is in rare form today. In rare form. Jesse Harsh, good morning to you, friend. Clarkson tried to be the peacemaker. That ejection was surprising. Well, the ejection wasn't for being a peacemaker. It was a flagrant two. Um, the swing is what got him ejected. And that peacemaking thing went away real fast when whatever Kaminga said, he said. And I'll drop that mother. Jordan put those hands up and was like, you want to go? Let's go. Let's go. He bowed up. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Skeet says nothing artificial about a turd in your pants. Well, well, thanks for that. Uh, Joe Rogan coming up in uh, five minutes on the show. Uh, the Nye guy says both players should have been ejected. Nah, I disagree. Dude. I totally disagree. I don't think Kaminga should have been ejected at all. You know, uh, let's see. Duck season says negative sleepy tired. Jake is so hot. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird to me that you are sexually concentrating on Jake. <laughs> I don't know about that. Uh, Teddy Wayman says, Jake's still salty about Chet getting hurt. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Should have managed his load. Uh, <laughs> see, what I, see what I did there? Should have managed his load. He should have. With all due respect. Do you know how fun it is to be a child? Yeah. And I am such a child. I am such a child. Here on the Monty Show presented uh, by our good friends at TridayTrading.com. Uh, anytime we talk jazz and load management and, you know, uh, it's <laughs> The NBA on this show is brought to you by our good friends at TridayTrading.com slash Monty. And I, I can only tell you so many times on this show, TridayTrading.com is your ticket out. If you if you are driving to work this morning listening to the show, or maybe you're there already and you're like, damn, here comes Steve. He's going to give me a pile of work to do. TridayTrading.com. If you hate your boss, TridayTrading.com. If Lizzie from accounting keeps drinking your LaCroix, <coughs> TridayTrading.com. If they won't buy you a new stapler, trydaytrading.com. 
I'm telling you, it's your way out. And our lives should never revolve around the paycheck we get every two weeks. But for most of us, it does. If you're worried about the the you know the the cost of gas or hey, you know this recession is killing me, TridayTrading.com. Mm-hmm. Take control of your money. Take control of your destiny. Work for yourself. Build the life you've always dreamed of by going to TridayTrading.com slash Monty. Watch the free webinar. And trust me when I say, all you have to do is register and watch the webinar. And once you do that, you're going to see that day trading is a prolific way for you to make a living. There are people that today will make $1,000 because they went through the Triday Trading Program. Why haven't you done that? Why haven't you at least gone and watched the free webinar? Support the show. Hey, if only to support our show, go to TridayTrading.com slash Monty and watch the free webinar. I'm telling you, um, it will absolutely change your life. And if you don't want to take my word, how about Alema Harrington's word? Alema Harrington here. You know, I've been in the broadcast business going on 30 years now. And after that amount of time, you start to be able to pick some winners. I want to share a winner that I'm aware of with you, and that is my guys at Triday Trading. They're going to teach you how to trade, and then they're going to let you trade using their money and then split the profits with you. That's a pretty winning deal. If you want to register for a free webinar, all you have to do is go to trydaytrading.com slash Monty. So for more information, it's trydaytrading.com slash Monty. We'll see you there. Thanks, Alema. Appreciate that. Trydaytrading.com slash Monty. Go watch the free webinar. All right, let's see. Uh, Jaron Eccles says, that game was so frustrating and exciting in a matter of five seconds. These games are important for the Jazz team to gain experience. Those end game situations, you yeah. know what, Jaron? That's exactly you right. You have to learn how to close a game. Mm. I mean, you have to. I, I mean, it's it's pretty impressive um, that Beasley and Fontecchio were able to hook up on a fast break to end end with a game-winning hoop. Yep. I mean, that's impressive. It, it is absolutely impressive. Salty Drunk says, can you respond to my previous comment, please? That means I got to go find your previous comment, which, why don't you just comment it again? Um... Yeah, dude, I don't know where your previous comment is. Um, okay. Um, no, I won't. You can, sorry, there's so many comments. Uh, Scarlet manages loads, the Nye guy says. Right. Scarlet Johansson, hot or not hot? Oh, hot for sure. Okay. Kendall Dean, regardless of the histrionics, the Jazz coming back to win was amazing. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely it was. Uh, Brett Burnett says eject both not the best as they should have uh, just called a foul and that's it. No, it was a flagrant foul. What Jordan Clarkson did there was, I've watched it a thousand times. You cannot wildly swing your arm out of frustration. And the way, I don't know how many people care or realize this, but the way that process works is two of the three officials, the officials go to the scorer's table. Two of them are going to talk about it. Yeah. They're going to get on the headset with the folks back in, in uh, Secaucus. Right. And they're all three on the headset are going to talk about what they saw and what they, what they see on that tape. Yeah. And when you go back and look, it's very clearly Jordan Clarkson was frustrated that he got a shot block, then got bodied out of the, the loose ball. And he swung down on, on Kaminga and you cannot do that. Yeah. There is, and if for anybody who's played basketball, if you are trying to commit a, a foul, like let's say an endgame situation to get a foul, they teach you to slap down because the, the referee is going to blow the whistle on that. So when you slap down with aggression and you make contact, yeah, you're going to get a flagrant. But no one's going to disrespect me. You're going to get a flagrant too. Um, 
you know, it, it's it's. I thought it was the right call to eject Jordan. I'm I not afraid to die. You know, like it, it is. It's unfortunate because I think. Again, I'll just maintain what I've said. I think you're watching the end of times with Jordan Clarkson in a Jazz uniform. Yeah, I, I he's think, got too much value. I think they're going to trade him. I think he won't be here for the All-Star game. I think he'll be in a different uniform. At least that's my opinion. Um, they've had the opportunity to trade him, and they have not. But I don't believe that they're married to anybody on this roster, and I'll say that every single day. Yeah, I know I've said that every day since the non-trade. They're not married to anybody on this roster. I think the only guy that they'd really hesitate to trade is Laurie Markkinen. Other than that, I mean, I don't know. You Pick a guy. Like, are you going to trade Mike? Yeah, you're going to trade Mike. Mm -hmm. Are you going to trade Walker? Yeah, I think for the right price you would. You don't want to, but you would. Yeah. I mean, at this point, you're just trying to keep your financial house in order so that you can compete in free agency this summer. Because no matter what you do with these draft picks, you're going to get you're going to get game ready talent. Yeah. I mean, the draft is going to be really good. Yep. So, you know, I I, I think it'll be interesting to see how that works. Um, let's see. Brett Burnett says no way they trade Clarkson, but they could, but won't. Oh, I, I don't believe that he, I don't believe no way is not how I would put that. Well, now that Ryan Smith, you know, tweeted that they'd never trade Jordan Clarkson, they'll trade him shortly. I mean, that's, you know, how it worked out with Joe Ingles. So, you know. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. Oh, we'll never trade Joey. Oh, my God. Until he tears an ACL and they figure out he's 79 years old and they that's trade him. That's fucking interesting, man. You know, um, I think Jordan Clarkson's very interesting. He's a huge fan favorite. He brings international viewership. But I think they realize that he is not a starter in this league. He's a sixth man. And, you know, the funny thing is I was looking at uh, Russell Westbrook's numbers yesterday, mainly because I have no life. So I'm at the gym bench pressing. And while I'm bench pressing, I'm looking at Russell Westbrook's numbers. Yeah, whatever. Um, what do you bench? And it's interesting. He's the sixth man of the year right now. I don't know how many people realize he is putting up numbers off the bench. Like, that may have saved his career. As hard as he fought against that, Russ is actually doing quite well off the rack. Do you that even may, That may have saved him. Yeah. And that he got credit for him. embracing it, too. Yeah. It, it, I, I, it, mm. uh, let's see. Scott Howard says, did you notice Donovan tweeted about the game? Speaking of him, I didn't think the Jazz fans should boo him, but the more the guy opens his mouth, the more I think... He may get booed. Well, and Don also said that he's having fun playing basketball again. Yeah. And he went out of his way to say nothing against the Jazz, but I'm having fun playing basketball again. Like, yep. It is, and I think that's, I think that's what he said. It in is. Yeah, that's essentially but, what he said. Yeah. yeah. But it, it, I think Don's going to get booed. Yeah, I mean, probably on some level. Yeah, but I, I, and I, and I think a lot of fans think that he's the reason the team didn't win. And, oh, I know, don't think there's any doubt about that. You know, he's the villain, and it's fine, dude. It's fine. But when Don wins a championship and Rudy doesn't even sniff the NBA Finals, we'll see who's laughing. You know. Yeah, and I did see that, and I just retweeted it again. His tweet about. Um, Jordan Clarkson from for a split second, JC for that split second is hysterical. Yeah. So, you know, I, I we'll see. I I don't know. Uh Salty Drunk says, My point was you guys are critical on the guys that are always hurt, but in the same breath, you are critical of the team team's load managing. You can't have it both ways. Well, you used to be able to have it both ways. But look, a, a guy like Kawhi Leonard who's had sustained knee and quad issues, I understand load management. 
Why did, is Lori Markinen really so ill he cannot play last night? Are you really going to make me the argument that Steph, Dre, and Wiggs were, are just not able to make the trip, but what's going to happen when all three of them are out there Saturday against the Celtics? Like, it, it's very clear what's happening. It's very clear what's happening. Yeah. And if you look at Chet and his usual salty, you're wrong about what I said, but if you look at Chet, Chet's not an NBA body. If you look at Wembenyama, he's not an NBA body. Those guys are going to get hurt. How did Chet Holmgren get hurt? He bumped, it's, it's, it's what Joe Ingles did to Kawhi Leonard. He bumped shoulders with LeBron and broke his foot. Like, you're not an NBA body. You know, like, it, it's, it's just, just what it is. It just is what it is. Yeah. It is what it is. A couple more, because then I want to get to this Joe Rogan conversation. Um, Jesse Harsh says, trade Clarkson for Kyrie and both of Ben Simmons shooting sleeves. Exactly. Exactly. Both you, of Ben Simmons shooting sleeves. Come on. Do the Lakers trade Anthony Davis this, in this season? Yeah, I think so. You do think yeah, so? Yeah, I think so. I don't know if they'll do it. I think they would trade him in the summer. I don't know that they would burn that thing to the ground now. I mean, they're getting... When Lonnie Walker plays... I mean, yeah, I mean, I think that the, the Lakers have to just make a decision. I mean, you, you're going to have to decide... You know how long you want to put up with this mediocre ass team? Because that's the way, what you are. By the way, LeBron and AD did not play last night. Yeah, I'm sure they were managing loads. And Pat Beverly did not play with a sore knee. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lonnie Walker last night, 12 points. Schroeder at 18. And actually, by the way, uh, Thomas Bryant had 16 points and 10 of 10 from the free throw line. It's it's odd. That team's built around LeBron. It just is what it is. Yep. It, it is what it is. But Russ last night has a brutal game. He's minus 18, but 16 points, 5 of 13 from the floor, 1 of 4 from the three-point line. By the way, they lost 113-126 in Toronto. Yeah. So, so I'm saying the Lakers have, have fallen. The Lakers are – it's embarrassing what the Lakers are now. But do you want to you, you wanna guess at what's going to happen in Philly? Tomorrow? Oh, everybody will play. And they're going to win. They're going to win that game because, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, because everyone will be available and everyone will play. Yeah, I uh, I don't know. Uh, Dallin Sprawl says, um, Lakers are looking better with full squad but still won't go anywhere. It doesn't matter what they do really because the Pelicans have their pick. They need to make a trade. It, if I am the Lakers... I am trading Anthony Davis. Yeah. I'm trading everybody that's not named LeBron James. And I really, if, I, if I'm the Lakers, I'm trying not to trade Lonnie Walker because I actually think he can be a 20-point-a-night guy in this league. Mm-hmm. But he, you got to make trades. You've got to make trades. Have to make trades. Have to, have to, have to make trades. I mean, it, it, what, is, what is Anthony Davis worth? Well, I mean, I think he's, worth, he's definitely not worth what you got from New Orleans for him. But I think he's... he's I mean, I would say not, you know, a couple of first rounders, you know, two first rounders and a starter, that type of deal. I, I think he's worth that. The problem is the injury history. I mean, you just can't rely on him when he's on the floor. He's capable of putting up 55 and 25 legit. Like he's capable of that. And now the problem is nobody trusts that he's going to stay healthy. So I don't know, man. It's, it's a very, that's why I say, if you're the Lakers, like at some point you just got to start over. At some point, you just have to accept the fact that that you know the you don't have, with all due respect to LeBron James, 
you don't have the Kobe level competitor in no. your locker room anymore. And and I think you're seeing the value of that or or the lack of value, if you will, uh, not having that. And to me, the Lakers have lost and forgot who they are in, in the league. The Lakers are supposed Ooh, to be... I like, like that a lot. Like the Lakers are supposed to be this team that wins every single season and supposed to be this team that, that competes for championships and, and they are stuck and scared to do what's necessary, which is, you know, you need to move on from AD. You need to either move on from Ross or permanently bring him off the bench. Like, and then, Oh, Bron, I think that's permanent for sure. Well, we'll see. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, it depends who's calling and, and, and what you want to do with them. But like, to me, Bron's not the guy that's going to carry your team anymore. He is a great guy to have on the team. But he is not the guy that's going to take you to the finals. You need a young Thundercat. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? All the biggest stories in sports on this show are brought to you by Quick Quack Car Wash. Make sure today's going to be a day for Quick Quack. There's no doubt about that with all the snow that came in. Again, how about all this snow? Yes. I love it. Uh, Good snow overnight last night. Salt, dirt, grime on the road. Make sure you get to a Quick Quack Car Wash. Do it what I do. I have a $21.99 a month wash pass. Uh, I can go one time. I can go a hundred times if I want. And the best part about Quick Quack is that people are really friendly. You can bring the kids because there's all these cool lights. Like the one at the district has all these cool red lights that flash and move and the soap's different colors. So it's a really good experience. And I love that I don't have to deal with a machine when I pay. Like I, I roll up, um, they take my license plate and they're like, hey, thanks. You want a dashboard wash? That's it. I'm done. Because yeah. I have a wash pass. They take my plate. They know I have it. Do done. I don't have to go and say, okay, here's my wash pass, Mr. Computer, yeah. and hope that it works. No, man. The guy puts it in. I'm good to go. He smiles. He's nice. The guy in the tunnel sprays off my car so it gets really clean. And the best part about Quick Quack, and I'm kind of a Quick Quack, rather. I'm kind of a snob about it. I want my wheels to be clean. And at Quick Quack, there's a lot of car washes you go through and your wheels don't get clean. At Quick Quack, your wheels get clean. Yeah. And I love that about going through it. So I go to the district, by the way. Um, they're still doing their free car washes. So make sure you find the Quick Quack nearest you and get your free car wash. Tell me you heard about Quick Quack Car Wash on the Monty Show. I want to talk about this Joe Rogan thing um, because Joe Rogan on his podcast went after The Rock and kind of did it friendly. And I'm going to play a clip from it in a minute here, but... Do you guys know who the liver king is? Do you guys know about this? Because I think this is a, a, a big to-do. And if you think about steroids in sports, right? So if we look at baseball in the Hall of Fame, again, Roger Clemens, Mark McGuire, Barry Bonds did not get in the Hall of Fame this week. Uh-huh. And likely never will. Do we care who uses roids and who's, who doesn't? In fitness, you know the guys. Like this liver king guy is this bodybuilder fitness guy who has advocated essentially for eating red meat to build a strong body. I have never taken steroids. And he claimed for the longest time he was all natural and all I do is eat liver and, you know, meat and that's how I got this body. Dude, he's jacked out of his mind, right? Like he is jacked. Like he is jacked out of his mind. Dude was on steroids. So one thing leads to another with this liver king guy in an email gets leaked that is his order for his steroids. And that's how he got exposed as a non-natural. Mm-hmm. He got exposed as a steroid I've user. never taken steroids. And it's unbelievable. 
Like, I mean, the money that that guy was spending, all this stuff. So there's been this whole thing. He did a Mia Culpa video on his YouTube channel because, of course, he's got a massive following on YouTube. Well, Joe Rogan was talking about it on the 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 Joe Rogan experience, the JRE. Uh, and he was talking about how in Hollywood, there are all these actors that are jacked, right? <laughs> I yeah. love saying that word. Yeah. Uh, and so he was he was saying, hey, you know, like, should we care that these guys are jacked out of their minds? And he specifically talked about The Rock. I don't think there's anything wrong with doing steroids to achieve that sort of physique for a movie either. Yeah. I do think there's something wrong with lying about it. Yeah. yeah. You know, when you see The Rock and he's standing there with his shirt off, with his shorts on, there's not a man alive who doesn't want to be built like that. They all want to be built like that. So if he's telling you that he's not doing anything to get that. The Rock should come clean right now. He should make a video <laughs> yeah. in response to the Liver King video. Yeah. I need to talk to you because The Rock's been lying. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. The There's it, not a f***ing chance in hell he's clean. No. Not a chance in hell. As big as The Rock is at 50? Yeah. I I think that's really interesting. Do you care? And I think that's the biggest question. Do you care? Because I really don't care. If And listen, in my opinion, The Rock uses steroids. Don't I, lie to me. You don't have the body that guys like that have. Like, and, and being in professional wrestling, playing college football at a high level like The Rock did, being in the WWFE like The Rock was, like, come on. Yeah. Who, who are we kidding? You don't build that through protein powder and lifting weights. Right. Right? I mean, you know when you walk into the gym, like I was at the gym yesterday, you know the guys that are that are supplementing, right? Do you even lift? But do you care? I don't care, frankly, that The Rock uses roids. I don't care, like, in Hollywood, they talk, you know, they were talking about on the show there about, you know, like all the cartoon movies. Right. right the right. Hulk or whoever. Yeah. I don't care. Right. I do not care if this guy uses roids to look right. like that to be Thor. Right. I don't. I don't care. Do I care that Barry Bonds used steroids to break Hank Aaron's record? I do. I do because Hank Aaron wasn't using steroids. Right. And Barry Bonds is never going to be the home run king. But do I care that Jimmy Jack uses roids to make a movie? I don't. Right. Is it? I, I totally disagree with Joe calling out the Rock here. Like yeah, I, I mean, just think I, it's wrong. I think the defining factor is. Movie stars aren't competing with 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 somebody. They're making a movie, right? And to to fulfill the, you know, to to fulfill the the character, you got to look a certain way to be the character. You know how the character is portrayed. So so The Rock doing roids to get to achieve a certain body to play a character. I don't have an issue with that. I agree. I have an issue with Barry. I have an issue with. Anybody who gets popped for using steroids in in a sporting sense because you're competing with the guy across the line from you and that guy can't beat you and that's going to cost you his job or his record or his reputation or whatever. And you cheated to do that. So you in your natural form, right? Not not supplemented, not artificial, but just you in your natural form. Who's to say that Barry would actually hit whatever he ended up hitting it was because you know like, but remember who who Barry Lamar Bonds was before he went to San Francisco and before he became the home run king he was a doubles hitter yeah he, he was a really good hitter but he didn't want to be a doubles hitter he wanted to put balls in the bay 
And that's exactly what he did. In my opinion, Barry Bonds, without question, wanted to be the the biggest, baddest home run hitter ever, and he needed help to get there. And that I have a problem with. Why do I care that dude is making a movie and needs steroids to look good? Because I, I got news for you, I don't. Yeah. I, I, I just don't. Yeah. The problem is, in my opinion, the problem is when you're the liver king or you're a fitness guy or whoever, and you're selling a supplement and you say, oh, take my protein powder, you can look like me. And you're jacked because you're using steroids. Are people myrin? That's a problem. Yeah. When you say, take my protein powder and look like this. And, and eat raw liver. And you're using HGH cream. That's a problem, right? Because you're lying, you're deceiving people to sell your supplements. Yes. That's not what The Rock does. That's not what The Rock does. And if The Rock wants to be jacked to make movies, be jacked to make movies because I just don't care that much. I, I don't. Yeah. And I want and I want you to listen to Joe's words. I, I really want you to listen because he really doesn't even try to hide the fact that he is accusing Dwayne Johnson of using steroids. I don't think there's anything wrong with doing steroids to achieve that sort of physique for a movie either. Yeah. I do think there's something wrong with lying about it. Yeah. yeah. You know, when you see The Rock and he's standing there with his shirt off, with his shorts on, there's not a man alive who doesn't want to be built like that. They all want to be built like that. So if he's telling you that he's not doing anything to get that. The Rock should come clean right now. He should make a video <laughs> yeah. in response to the Liver King video. Yeah. I need to talk to you because The Rock's been lying. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. The There's it, not a fucking chance in hell he's clean. No. Not a chance in hell. As big as The Rock is at 50. I, I just don't like that. I, I, you don't I don't like that he's accusing him of it. I or? don't like that you are. That, well, one, you don't know if he's clean or not. Do we? Uh, do we uh, suspect? Of course we do. As I said, I don't know how you get the body the Rock has, and I think to Joe's point, I don't know nearly anything about fitness the way Joe Rogan does. But in my experience, at fifty years old, by the way, I'm about to be fifty years old. You don't have that body without help. Yeah. Even after a lifetime of fitness, you don't have that body without help. Yeah. But I don't, I don't think when you have 10 million listeners an episode that you should be accusing people without having facts or knowing. It is, that's, a, that's a big deal But I to think me. that's the culture in our country. I mean, we, 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 we don't care whether there's evidence or not. I mean, this, is, this goes... This goes Boy, that's a heavy statement. I mean, well, we just don't. I mean, this goes to stealing elections, accusing people of steroids, like, you know, like any number of examples i mean that's what this country is built on right now is just is is making accusations to to get you know attention or to get what you need done done and to me you know i don't think joe rogan has any you know initiative here by saying this i just think he's going off of his knowledge and i'm not even sitting here saying i disagree i like hey yeah i think what you just said we all surmise and assume yeah. that dude is on steroids but yeah it's probably it's not a great look but at the same time it's a podcast like it's not like it's his opinion it, it there's not you know what i mean but again like, i i think we have to get away and it's interesting you use the word podcast because yeah. i i don't think what joe rogan does i don't think what we do is a pot when you have joe's got you know, 50 million listeners a week by some estimations, right? When you have that, it, you're not a podcast. You are a daily talk show. Yeah. You are the place where people go to get information. 
especially with Joe. But my, I, I guess the bigger point is it's, Joe Rogan is what he is. The JRE is exactly what we think it is. You know what you're getting when you go there. I just think you have to be a little more careful about careful than he is. Greg yeah. Hawkins says, I have no problem with people using steroids as long as they're honest about it. No one is honest about it, and it sets unrealistic expectations. Well, isn't this the great pornography discussion? It sets unrealistic expectations. I totally agree with that. I totally agree with that. Dallin says, I think there are things wrong with it because it makes you think that that type of body is attainable. I don't care if they use it, but they should be honest about it. I agree with that. Uh, Lopes Van Gabe makes a great point. Greg, that's HIPAA. You know, be careful. That's HIPAA. (laughs) Thank you, Dak. Uh, Greg has a point, but put an asterisk next to their name. I think that's HIPAA. Yeah. Brent Burnett says, I care that I don't care. Yeah, I care, actually. I don't know why, but I guess I care about this conversation. Right. You know. uh, Mike Maple says, a conversation was with a physician, and they discussed a lot of Hollywood bodies. That combo has to include The Rock. Yeah. I, I mean, The Rock is arguably the most known guy in that genre of to- super jack dudes. Yeah, and I just don't think that, like, I, I don't think that you look at The Rock and say, yeah, he's he's natural. I, I don't think no. anybody in their right mind is like, yeah, he's all natural. But who's the guy that plays Thor? I can't think of his name. Chris something. Hemsworth. Hemsworth, yeah. Chris Hemsworth plays Thor. Mm-hmm. You can't tell me that guy's natural. He looks more natural than The Rock does, but I don't believe that he's 100% natural all the time. But again, I don't have an issue with that. Like, it's your job yeah, to be yoked for the Thorpe role. Like, yeah. you know, like, yeah. I, I, I just, I don't know, man. I, I Athletes, in the sense of competition, athletes and, in, in like, entertainment people are different. Like Very different. Like, athletes, your performance on the field, the numbers you put up, the level you get to, largely defines how long you get to do it. All you have to do in entertainment is make people laugh or keep people intrigued. Whether you're skinny or yoked or whatever, I don't think people generally care that much. But I do think when you're playing Thor, the Uh, Hulk, or Black Adam, like you have to be a certain physical condition. And I I do think that we have a perception problem in this country. We all want to be something we're not. And I don't mean to go like too philosophical or deep, but I think we all have these deep-seated frustrations with our own physiques where if we, if we would just be comfortable in our own skin, we would have a lot less of this, right? Like we would have a lot less of the need to use steroids if we were okay with, you know, listen, I'm 49 and I probably have 50 pounds I need to lose, man. Like, and I'm working on that and I'm doing that, like, but I'm not going to use steroids to get there. But you don't, but you, and I, I don't think, again, maybe I'm wrong on this. Let me know. I don't think most dudes look at The Rock and feel like, oh, well, he's got that. I'm, I'm terrible. But see, like, I don't want to I mean? be, I don't want to look like exactly. The Rock, though. Like, Do you know the fucking work that goes into yeah. looking like well, The Rock talk, every day? They talked about that and at length on the pot, on Joe Rogan's show, like, that, that it, now they, I have you not wanting to say podcast. Yeah, they they <laughs> talked about the fact that that it's it. So what they said was is it's more difficult to build up to that physique than it is to maintain it. Yes. But maintaining it is incredibly difficult just in and of itself. And so to me, my point just simply is this: for guys like us and you guys and normal people who are not movie stars. I don't look at the rock and say, damn, dude, I wish I looked like him. Yeah. I don't, I don't look, I don't look at that. Like if I could look like anybody, like it'd probably be like, you know, a baseball player or something. Guys who, who, who are, who are, are athletes but through look, and through. But like, look at Greg Hawkins. 
Greg yeah. Hawkins maybe is the best example of this conversation. Good example. Greg's an actor, like a legitimate actor and model. And it the the demand to be thin or the demand to fit into whatever the genre is that you want to be in. Yeah. Hey, if you're Jack dude, okay, great. If you're you know, if you're actor guy, if you're and Greg, I don't know how you keep your your physique the way you do. Like you're you, you I couldn't my leg is bigger than Greg Hawkins is. Right. His entire body is not as big as my leg. Like right. it's crazy. I don't know how people make a living in that genre without doing something. Do you because, even lift? I mean, I look at it and this goes to like the Kardashian thing. That's not her ass. Right. That's not Kim K's but ass. But she has a narrative to keep up. So she has implants or she has whatever work done. We have guys in the fitness industry that get calf implants because they want to have huge calves. Like we just have this unattainable stature. And I think in Utah, Utah with the LDS community, this this reach for perfection yeah. is even more amplified in our state and in our community than in most. Yeah. Right? It is so bad for your psyche. Thanks. It is so bad for your health. Thanks. What is the end result of putting, you know, testosterone cream on every day? I don't know. Uh, Greg says the rock has been using some sort of steroid or more probably uh, SARMs. Well, which is, which is Andro. Yeah. Which is Andro, by the way, uh, for a while now, I don't see a huge deal because he's an actor. Bonds is different because he's, he gets a competitive advantage. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly right. Uh, whoa. Hey, that's like the wrong my one. hot photo. Yeah. Now we got bots in the chat. Bots are in See, the chat. Again, Hide them from the channel. They're probably trying to sell HGH. You know? They are. You know what you I'm know? saying? Like, come on. You know, you and just kind of scruff it and play with it when there it's wet. Go. There you go. Um, hidden from the channel. Reported for porn. Uh, appreciate that. Sorry about that. Uh, let's see. Uh, yes, bots. Thank you. Uh, talking with Raphael podcast says also some actors have to get a certain weight with insane timeframes. Remember that 50 cent movie? Yes. Where he dropped down to like under a hundred pounds. That's get what out I of mean. here. You look at what Christian's Christian Bale has done in his career. Like, like he's had to get fat, legit get fat to play certain roles. And then he had to cut down and be the Batman again. Like, that's what I'm saying. The yeah. human body can do amazing things, like yep. things that that are like just boggle the mind. But but to me, it just isn't. I don't have a problem, man. I don't look at Thor. I'm not going to Thor to look at dude's physique. I'm not going to see that movie to look at Hemsworth's physique. Yes, like, correct. But I'm a dude. I'm not a female, right? Like maybe it's yep. different. I don't know. But it just doesn't bother me that much. Jeremy Bolton says I follow Chris Hemsworth and his fitness diet routine. Dude is really strict about what he eats. Yeah, he did a really good expose in Men's Health, I think, that I loved. I mean his 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 nutritional discipline. Like Chris is a guy who strikes dude. me as ninety percent of the time he's natural, works his ass off. But when you need to get to that, just that certain peak to play the role, yeah, you're going to take a little bit. And I yeah. respect that. Like, like it's a tool in your bag. It's not like, like The Rock did wrestling. The Rock played football. The Rock, like The Rock has done so much stuff in his life where, where steroids would have been incredibly useful. So, yep. like I said, I don't know if he took steroids while he played at Miami. I don't know. But what I am saying is it doesn't bother me if someone needs to needs to get that little bit of an edge to get that little bit of extra mass in their shoulder to fill out for Thor. That yeah. just doesn't bother me. Eric C says Liver King's biggest sell on his supplements and merch is that he's all natty. The rock isn't like that. That's no. the thing about the Liver King. Yes. But I don't you 
Are people so naive that they look at a guy like the Liver King and think he's natty? No, I think I I I, don't, I think nobody assumed that he was natty. I think what people are I think what people love doing, and we saw this with the Brittany Griner topic. People like sticking it to the man. They like being the barking dog that yep. says, "Hey, you said you were natty and you weren't. You're you're an a hole." Yep, I agree. Uh, Salty drunk says Hemsworth is Australian. Just saying, love it, love it. Um, you know, I I don't know. I, I, I probably make too much of it, but it is what it is. Talking with Raphael says, Chris Hemsworth went from Rush to Thor. Yeah, he went from an F1 driver to Thor. It's a great example. Yeah. You see what I mean? So, like, to be an F1 driver, you got to be skinny. you yep. got to be really cut down. Greg Hawkins says, Christian Bale probably didn't use steroids. He's more likely genetically gifted and also disciplined with his diet, but I could be wrong. Yeah, but my point is, like, Christian Bale's a great example of the swings in, in physique, like, that you have to have to be a prolific actor. Yep. Right. Like you notice, you notice DiCaprio is never been Mr. Weightlifter guy who's got to get yoked. Right. He's put on some weight here, cut down there. Like, oh, genetics. You know I mean? uh, genetics are a huge part of it. So you know, For like sure. when you have gifted genetics and you can be Thor, you can be whoever. It's like Jason Manoa, I think is his last name. The guy, yeah. the guy who you know, Fit, you the know, fish guy, the fish guy. Like you know, you know, yeah. you just know. Mike Maple's uh, final comment on this. The Rock in college in early WWE was. Steroids. And I, I don't really look know. down upon The Rock for using steroids if he is. I agree. Uh, breaking news this morning. Brit- Brittany Griner has been freed from a Russian prison uh, in a prisoner swap. Um, there are reports that she was flown to Abu Dhabi uh, and swapped with a Russian arms dealer. Um, it has been confirmed that that did happen. She is on a plane on her way back to the United States right now. Um, I think this is really interesting because so many people are, are, are about this. Mm-hmm. Are you okay with the Brittany Griner prisoner swap? Yeah, I, because I think that it's, it's the cost of doing business. I think that, yeah, people are all pissed off and they want to lay the wood to Brittany Griner. And yeah, I'm happy to say that she made a mistake. Like you made a mistake and that's fine. That that's going to happen. But this mistake cost you almost a year of your life and you almost lost your life. But I think the bigger question is, is she only free because she's a celebrity? Um, that's a good question. I don't know. I, I, yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a, a, a fair point to be, to be had with that. But I think Brittany Griner is, is, is someone who, who obviously is a minority and, and in a place where she's going to be judged. And that's really sad, but like, that's the reality of of our country. That's the reality of Russia, right? Like we have people in the comments today who are like, oh, well, you know, do the crime, do the time. And I'm here to tell you that if you had made an innocent mistake like Brittany Griner did because she wasn't smuggling drugs, she wasn't, you know, there was no intent to break laws. Like she clearly uses cannabis to help her body, which a ton of athletes do. That's become super normalized now. So if you're the guy today that's saying do the crime, do the time, I have an issue with you, big time, because if you were Brittany Griner and you had made an innocent mistake, cannabis oil or whatever, and you got put in a Russian penal colony, which is just a an extremely over-the-top, unnecessary punishment, would you then be saying, you know, do the crime, do the time? No, you probably wouldn't be saying that, would you? So to me, I just, I, that's what I have an issue with. Now, this whole premise of like, you know, would she be, would she have been swapped? Would would Biden, the Biden administration have done what they did with Victor Bout to get her out? Would they have done that with just a normal person? Probably not. 
It's just truth of the matter. Probably not because she is a celebrity. She is black. She is a lesbian and she is a star and beloved in this country. So no, you're probably not doing that for Buddy from Maine who decided to, to break a law in a Russian airport. And frankly, would anyone even know about it if an average American did that? Would anybody even know that that had even happened? Probably not. So yeah, she probably gets special treatment, but it is what it is. I'm just here to tell you I'm not here for the crowd that's like, do, do the crime, do the time. That's just not what I think is appropriate, and I think it's incredibly short-sighted and, and, and disrespectful to be saying that. I think it's harsh for sure. Um, this is such a difficult topic to talk about. And I know that people, first of all, you can't compare Brittany Griner to a Marine that's being held for espionage in Russia. You can't do that. You can want to do that. And you can say that, well, they should have swapped this arms dealer for the Marine. Mm -hmm. It wasn't an option. I mean, the Russians have all but said that. They're in control of the game. You're just playing their game. Does that make sense? You know what I mean by that? Yeah, 100%. I mean, it's not... So Biden doesn't get to call Putin and say, hey, um, you've got this Marine, you've got Brittany Griner, and you've got a select few other Americans. Obviously, Griner and the Marine are, are our top priorities. So, so here's what we're willing to do. We're willing to give you Victor for the Marine. Russia's going to come back and say, well, that's not on the table. The Marine's not for sale, right? You can yeah. have Griner for for bout, but we're not doing Griner or we're not doing bout for the Marine. The thing that I think people don't understand is she was only arrested because she's high profile. That's it. Like cannabis oil is not something you get nine years in a in a Russian prison at hard labor for. That you don't get nine years for that. And this idea that it's okay to swap an arms dealer for a Marine, but she's a black woman that's a lesbian, so she should be okay to be in jail. Nobody's okay to be in jail. And it's wrong that Russia, and this is, what, this is the other part of this I don't understand. Why are we blaming the American government for this? Like, it's wrong that Russia is essentially, you know, taking people off the street to use for political leverage. Right. Because that's all Brittany Griner is. You got to understand that. It's an opportunity. She is leverage for the Russians. And you just gave a gift to the Russians. It's just remarkable to me that we have so many of these people that, that I, I feel like there's so many people this morning that have not been able to see that. You are not going to be able to swap the Marine for, for, for this arms dealer. Yeah. And, and I, I'm, the, my struggle is... Why is it, why can we not recognize that? Yeah, I mean, I just don't know why we can't recognize that they're, they're, the, from the Russian standpoint, they're not equal. Like, the Russians don't view the Marine the same way they view Brittany Griner. And, no. and again, it's, it's the, like, legit, the Russians don't care who you are, right? They don't, they don't care that, like, they don't look at Brittany Griner and say, oh, she's black, she's a lesbian, she's a horrible person. They're, that's not how they look at it, in my opinion. They yeah. say, oh, you're, you're a female, you're black, you're a lesbian and you're a high-profile figure? Yeah, your ass is definitely going to jail for cannabis oil. 100%. Yeah. That's how they look at it. Oh, you're you're a white male who's middle-aged and you're a Marine? 
oh, well, man, you can take it. You're a Marine. We're going to beat your ass for like five years. And yeah, then, well, maybe we'll think we're about gonna, it. We're going to say that you were spying. And, and this um, Paul Whalen is the guy's name, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this Marine, Mr. Whalen. I, I don't know how you fix that. And <clears throat> I thought it was really critical that his brother uh, went on Good Morning America this morning and celebrated Brittany Griner's release and praised the Biden administration for getting it done so fast. And his brother understands that it was not possible to get a prisoner swap done to get his brother out. But everybody else is like, oh, she's only out because she's a basketball player. Yeah. It has nothing to do with and it. And it's perspective. You, again, you don't understand. You don't understand what it's like to do business with the Russians. And the, so. uh, the thing that you have to remember here is if she is just any other nationality, if she's Swiss, they're not arresting her for cannabis oil. They're not. But she's an American celebrity, and they saw that as leverage. And by the way, she was arrested on the 17th of February. Russia invaded Ukraine on the 24th, used her trial as a distraction, mm -hmm. and now has gotten a renowned arms dealer, somebody that sold uh, weapons, guns, to the Colombians whose stated goal was to kill Americans. So it's not like the, the administration or the U.S. government made this swap like it was no big deal. Everybody's fully aware of what a shitbag this guy was that they traded to get Brittany Griner back. Yeah. Right? It, you're not doing this because, oh, well, there's a Marine there. And you're doing this because there's an American there. Yeah. And nobody should be in prison in Russia. And particularly when you look at this situation, Brittany Griner is a high-profile American in, in a penal colony in Russia. Her life is in danger every single moment she's there. Like, they, it... It makes perfect sense. And again, I just say the Russians were not going to swap the Marine for the, the arms dealer. And the American government wasn't going to swap the arms dealer for the Marine. You weren't going to do that. The, the Russians saw an opportunity to get their arms dealer back. The Americans saw an opportunity to get their American back. So they did the deal. Yep. It shouldn't be a thing where, oh, Joe Biden's too old. He's asleep. It has nothing to do with Joe Biden. Like... And this is what I was saying when, when Brittany Griner's wife and her family were all ripping the Biden administration for not acting. You understand they got Brittany Griner out of that prison in less than a year. It has not even been a year yet. Do, do you get that? Greg, I'm disappointed in you, bro. Disappointed in that comment, dude. What comment is that? Second from the bottom right there. Don't smuggle weed into Russia. Her sentence was ridiculous, but that's how you get into other countries. Follow the laws of the places you visit. Well, I, I, I am actually not I, disappointed I, in that. I'm disappointed you would use the word smuggle. She was not smuggling weed into a country. Yeah, she didn't even hide it, by the way. That's the other thing like, that everybody's been saying this morning. It really bothers me that we're using the word smuggle because smuggle, you know, sends this message that she had, you know, cocaine bricks hidden on her stomach or something. Like, you weren't smuggling anything. Like... You were naive. You want to call her naive. You want to call her her. I would even be okay if you called her stupid for doing this because it is stupid and it is naive and it shows a lack of of awareness for sure. But to say to say and use the word smuggle is completely inappropriate in my mind. Yeah, I think that the other truth that has to be spoken here, if we're telling the truth about this, 
Brittany Griner carries a significant amount of responsibility for her predicament. Yep, she does. Um, she is a professional basketball player in Russia. She has This is not her first foray there. Um, she is well paid. She knew the rules when she went. And she chose to ignore them. And she had cannabis oil. She had, for lack of better, whatever. I mean, she had cannabis oil in her bag. And they knew it. And they, but there are some people that believe, and I don't have a problem believing it's true, that they spied on her to try and find leverage. Yeah. And they spy on all Americans in Russia. That's what I mean. It's they, an opportunity. They spied on her yeah. to find leverage, and the cannabis oil was a leverage. She carries a significant amount of responsibility for that. She is not blameless here. And I think a lot of people want to put Vic, Vic, uh, Brittany Griner up as like this victim. Is she a victim? Yes, she is. But she is a victim that carries some blame here too. Because Brittany Griner made it possible for the Russian gover government to leverage her. Those are the facts and they are undisputed. Yeah. She put herself in a position to be leveraged by the Russian government. Yeah. And to Greg's point, and I, I agree with him, you have to know the law where you are. And by the way, I hope that this sends a message to other people that, that because we have people that play all kinds of sports globally, whether it's basketball in China, baseball in Japan and Korea. Like, I mean, there are Americans that, that perform professionally across the globe. If you don't understand the position you're in and the rules of that, that territory, it is, it is this situation in Qatar, right? It is this situation. We, we, were, we meant to talk about this. There is a ban for sex outside of marriage now in uh, Indonesia, including Bali. So if you are not married and let's say you and your girlfriend want to go to Bali and have sex, you can be thrown in prison for that in Bali. Not going to Bali. So if you go to Bali you can't, and you're not married, you cannot have sex. But how many people, including Americans, are going to go to Bali and have sex? That's going to happen. That's going to happen. But you have to know about that stuff. You have to know about that. And when you are a female professional basketball player, you're going to be in Germany. You're going to be all across, Russia, all across Europe, including Russia, although I doubt you're going to be in Russia anymore. When you are an American hockey player, you're going to play hockey in Europe. The KHL is the Russian Hockey League. It's a very lucrative living. Yeah. You're going to go there because the money's going to bring you there. The bottom line is you better know the laws. You better know the rules. You better play by them. And by the way, even if you do, there's still a chance you're going to be a, a, a Marine veteran who's going to get arrested for espionage in Russia. Yep. So I probably wouldn't be going to Russia. I just wouldn't. Yeah. So, but that's just me. Uh, Greg says Thailand has legal weed, but it is, but that's it as far as I know. Raphael, he said, um, Salty drunk Monty, people don't learn from others. Australians are regularly caught with drugs in Indonesia and get caught, which is American, which is amazing. Um, Eric C says an American is freed and Ruffs isn't happy, a true patriot. Well, these are, yeah, I'm sure he's not. Uh, legally, she was smuggling. She is a victim, but she is uh, one naive victim and she is responsible for her actions. Yeah. Uh, she is responsible for her actions. Um, you know, it, it is what it is. Brett Burnett says, will Griner sue the WNBA for playing in Russia when the state department warned to stay away? Why would she sue the WNBA? She wasn't, um, uh, she wasn't, 
You're just hunting for drama now. Yeah. Like there's that just doesn't come on. Um let's see. Uh Brent Terry said she did something wrong. She was not innocent. Oh, she was innocent. She was innocent. She whatever this was that the Russians did, Brittany Griner, her her only her only quote unquote crime was having cannabis oil, which is freely available pretty much all around the world. Yeah. And other than that, she is a complete and total victim. She was used. This was a charade. This was a charade without a doubt. I, I just, you know, it's crazy to me that that's what happened. Duck season says long and short, uh, Jake and me are meant to be together. Jake's season. Okay. Well, you better send pictures because I don't know if that's true. Greg Hawkins says, I'm okay with Jake not liking the term smuggling, but that's really how the Russians saw it, likely as an excuse to arrest her, yeah. I just think she was an opportunity. Yeah. Like, that's just what it is. Like, like we can sit here and have some pissing match about, like, like whether she actually was smuggling or whether, you know, she broke some law or, like, whatever. The fact is, is if she's an opportunity, just like any American on Russian soil, I don't yeah. care who you are. And, and again, I just hope people understand you cannot compare Brittany Griner to Paul Whelan. You can't do it. Paul Whelan, the American Marine that's in prison for spying yeah. uh, in Russia. You just, you, you cannot, if you believe that they chose to free Brittany Griner over Paul Whelan, if the American, if you believe the American government chose to free Brittany Griner over Paul Whelan, I, you have no idea of what the process looks like. Yeah. There really isn't a process, you know, it, it is. Yeah, it's crazy. Austin Apierski, good morning to you, sir. He said, I just tuned in and I'm feeling all kinds of deja vu from the summertime talking about this. Yeah, yeah she's out. Brittany Griner is free, thankfully. Thankfully, she is free. And Ruff's official, this is the one comment I'm going to read from you because this is how dumb this comment is. An American veteran isn't freed and Eric C is okay with it because woke pothead is more important to him. That is just so stupid and and so utterly ridiculous. Yeah. Nobody has said that anybody's okay with him being in jail in Russia. And rough, it, it, it is, again, just the example of you're welcome on the show, but I'm just not going to read your comments anymore because it's comments like this that are intentionally detrimental to the process. It's intentionally, you're just being an asshole. And it really brings the show down. Yeah. And people don't like interacting with you. And I hope you understand that. You have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. You have no idea what you're talking about. None whatsoever. Brett Burnett, hard to believe how much Russia has fallen, but so desperate these days. It really is sad because there was a turning point with Russia where you felt like it could be, where you felt like it could be, there could be a relationship. There could be a relationship where you could there that you could have a productive phone call. And now that just doesn't exist. The war in Ukraine has absolutely changed everything. Yeah. Because and now Putin knew that that would happen, which is why it's happening. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Brett Stubbs says, uh, but let's just get back to the fact that Jazz are a fun team to watch. Frustrating at times, yes. But working their asses off. Totally agree with that. No, n you know. You know. Yeah. Uh, Ruff has become Driftwood. He has. He has. And uh, you know what? You guys, in, in conversations like this Brittany Griner thing, 
It doesn't have to go to that place. Everybody's opinion is welcome on this show, but when you get into stuff like that where you're insulting other people and you're making... It just isn't worth it to us. Yeah. Because that's not what the conversation's about. Nobody's stupid. Nobody, like You make dumb comments, you insult people, and you're just being a jerk for the point of being a jerk. And that's not fun. That's not, it's not, and it's not even that Brittany Griner is a fun conversation. It's an important conversation. Yeah. And you're not willing to have it. You know, like it's just, it's crazy to me. Uh, Greg says, as long as Russia has Putin, I doubt diplomacy between us and them will ever get uh, anywhere for a while. I agree with that 100%. Yeah. Which is why you need to eat at McDonald's. Right. Frankly. Right. Um, Jake, did you download um, the, the uh, McDonald's app today. Uh, I did not. I did not. You did not. It. Did you? No, I did not. Yeah, I, the Taco Bell thing ruined fast food for me for a minute. It did. I'm a little wary of it right now. Not to say that I won't eat it, but like I, I just, think, it, dude, that messed me up, dude. I'm I'm serious. Like that ended me for two days. Like it was not good. I did not have that much trouble with it. I was like four or five hours. I had oats, and that was great. The problem is you ate the Taco Bell and then went to bed. You can't do that. What do you mean I ate the Taco Bell and then went to bed? You ate ate Taco Bell that day, didn't feel well, didn't eat anything else the rest of the day, Uh and then just went to bed. Uh You got to handle it. I guess. McDonald's has 50 cent double cheeseburgers today. Mm -hmm. You have to order through the app. I love this concept of ordering food through apps. Okay. Why do you say that? Because I just like I, I feel like chains want you to order ahead and then they want to walk everything out to you. What happened to going through the drive through? Like what happened to talking to somebody? Yeah, the drive through in fast food is not a particularly enjoyable uh, venture these days. Um, I, I don't know about all that. I, I'm not a like we went to last time we went to Burger King. There was a joy of joyful young man there. Even when we went to the death machine known as Taco Bell, there <laughs> yeah. was a nice friend. I'm sorry, did we wake you up? Yeah, you did. Uh, there was a nice friendly girl in the drive-through at Taco Bell. That the drive-through experience is different place to place. Yeah, hundred percent. Again, but again, this is why I say I love Quick Quack Car Wash because it's a really good drive-through experience every time I go there. Right. The problem is I have no idea when I'm going to get at Burger King, Taco Bell, McDonald's. Like, I have no idea. Yeah. And you're paying people $20 an hour now. And by the way, that's not nearly enough. But you're paying people $20 an hour now. And and the the, the cut of employee is going down, not up. Uh-huh. Having said that. Uh, apparently, no, Austin. I did not see that. Do tell, sir. Austin Napierski says, did you guys see the uh, tanker oil crash spill on northbound I-15? I did, yeah. It shut down uh, just past the point of the mountain, I feel like that was. Is it I really? I briefly saw it on Twitter. I didn't I didn't read like a whole article on it. Do but. tell, Austin. Brett Burnett says, free Arby's with the Jazz app today. Everyone, uh, they scored 111 points. Really? Eric C. says, man, Driftwood is such an OG Monty Town throwback. Yes, it is. Yeah, dude. Interesting place because you can have really any conversation you want to have. But well, I want to have a conversation about McDonald's. Okay, well let's have it. What's your take? Why on this are you whole being thing? a jerk? I'm not. I'm not being a jerk. Okay, I'm not. Do you like ordering fast food on an app? I don't, to be honest with you. But you know. I don't know. Wow, it's nine ten. Yeah, dude. I have to pee again. Um, 
losing weight, all I do now is pee. Uh-huh. That's it. Yeah. Uh, I don't like ordering fast food on an app. Like, so Papa Murphy's, you download the app, you order it, you pick your pizza up. All right, cool. Right. I don't like ordering on an app for McDonald's. Yeah. And, but the problem is you don't get their discounts or their free stuff unless you order on the app. You can't get a Happy Meal toy unless you order on the app. You can't get a 50 cent cheeseburger unless you order on the app, which I don't like. Yeah. What's going on on your phone? Caitlin Collins is, people are all upset about, about this, about Paul Wayland. And people are coming out and saying they're disappointed. And like, just as it goes on and on, we can't just be happy that an American got freed. Can't just be happy that, hey, probably saved someone's life today. We're just such, we're so ungrateful sometimes. Like, dude, so ungrateful sometimes. Yeah. Who tipped us? Someone tipped us. Somebody tipped us. Let's see. Uh, Where is it? Right there. Greg Hawkins says, hit that like button for $5. Yes, please do. Do do you guys think that people, do you guys think that people understand the process of freeing people from Russian jails? Because I don't think people understand this process. Yeah. I mean, it's, and I understand, listen, I understand that the Whalen family should be disappointed that the Biden administration has not done more to free Paul Whalen. You should be disappointed. Your child, brother, son is still in a Russian prison. That has nothing to do with Brittany Griner. Nothing. And I, I just can't understand. I, I, it's mind-blowing to me. Maybe because I, I feel like maybe I'm a little more educated on the process than most people. But do you understand how hard it is to engineer a prisoner swap? Yeah. Do you know how difficult that is? Do you understand that the Russian government, Vladimir Putin needed this arms dealer out of jail working for him? That's why this happened so quickly. Yes. Putin had a need. And that's the long and short of it. Yep. But a guy like Paul Whelan is just as deserving to be freed. It doesn't mean that anybody's happy that the this Marine is still there. Yeah. Nobody's happy about that. But there's not been an opportunity to free him. Yeah. There has not been. So they weren't going to trade a Marine for an arms dealer. The Russians were not going to do that. that Paul Whelan is worth far more to them than Brittany Griner. Mm-hmm. When in the grand scheme of things, he's an American Marine. It, just, it drives me crazy. It, it absolutely drives me crazy. Why can't we be... Why can we not be Why can we not be more happy for somebody that got freed from a Russian jail today? And if you're upset that she's free, you don't understand the process. Yeah. You don't understand the process. You know, I come on. Greg Hawkins says Putin is fighting an extended war of attrition in Ukraine. He's facing sanctions on all arms components. He needed that arms dealer. He desperately needed that arms dealer. Yep. Desperately. Desperately. Rocket science, man. You know, Eric C. says, definitely not more educated than you, Ruffs. No, I'm certainly not. I'm next to Ruffs. I don't know that yeah, anyone Yeah, we're all idiots. Ruffs the best thing that's ever happened, you know? You know, yeah. I, I think it's not hard to, to... And those of us that have worked in news, for those who don't, I've worked in news a long time. There is a very... There is a very clear path. There is a very clear process 
in, in the prisoner swap game. What do the Russian need? What do you have to offer? The Russians, as Greg so properly points out, they needed arms. They are struggling to get the parts to even make arms in Russia now because of all the sanctions, all the embargoes. Like, So you need somebody who knows how to smuggle stuff into the country. That would be an arms dealer. That would be somebody that's got global connections in the arms game. I need that guy. How about we give you your basketball player to get them back? And my guess is, my guess is, and essentially MSNBC talked about this, David Petraeus talked about this, that they only kidnapped her or only arrested her knowing that this is the swap they were going to make. They knew that that was going to happen. And why did they do that? Because they knew that when they they arrested her on the 17th of February, they invaded Ukraine a week later on the 23rd or something. They knew that there were going to be sanctions. They knew there were going to be embargoes. They only arrested her so they could get their arms dealer back. Yep. And it makes perfect sense. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Yeah. It makes perfect sense. What are we even talking about? Like, what are we even talking about? Eric in Raleigh says the United States are going to watch the arms dealer like a hawk and arrest him again. I, I mean, I would guess. I would think he's going to be one of the most wanted. I, I don't think there's, any, I don't think there's any doubt about that he'll be one of the most wanted people on the, on the, on the planet. Yeah, he'll be you know. followed. There's no doubt about it. He'll be followed. He'll be watched, and you know, yeah, he'll be taken down again. Yep, yep, I agree with that. Um, anyway, let's end with, can we end with 50-cent cheeseburgers, please? Yes. So McDonald's is having 50-cent double cheeseburgers today. Right. But you have to do it through the app. Mm-hmm. Are you willing to order fast food through an app and then go pick it up? I guess. I mean, I don't know. Like You're willing to do it with Jersey Mike's. Yeah, but Jersey Mike's isn't fast food. It's fast casual. You got to walk in no matter what. Is Jersey Mike's fast casual? Yes. You have to walk in. Right? Like, there's yeah. no drive-thru. There's no drive-thru. You're, you're walking into basically a deli shop, essentially. So Cafe Rio's fast casual. Yes. Most certainly. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So from like Arby's, McDonald's, Burger King. Like Chipotle. Happy to order Chipotle ahead of time. Because I just want to roll through, go through the drive-thru, and drive out. There's nothing worse than I'm, cold Chipotle. Yeah, dude. I'm happy to order ahead if it's just drive up, pick nothing it up, Nothing worse. There is nothing worse. Nothing at all. Uh, let's see. Christmas spirit. Gabriel says 50 cents. Yeah, buddy. 50 cent double cheeseburgers. Uh, just one burger, right though. One time limit. Okay. Now you're going to make me download Austin the McDonald's Napierski, app. Always trying to come why, in here. Why do you, you know, start trouble? Napierski? You know, you're more educated than us. How could this possibly be? You know, uh, I don't know if it's just one. Jake, Google search it. Yeah, I'm looking while I download the McDonald's app. Now I'm so fat. Um, <laughs> I'm downloading the McDonald's app. I it can't be just one. If it's just one, I'm not doing it. Buy one get one. It buy looks one, like what's that? Buy one get one. If for you have 50 a McDonald's cents. craving and don't want to wait for Thursday and Friday's double cheeseburger deal, Wednesday a oh, Wednesday's deal was buy one get one. Okay. I have to believe on some level there's no limit. There you can't tell if there really a limit. Is there really a limit? I hope there's not. I hope there's not. Austin says, I'm helping, pe- helping the people. <laughs> exactly right. Uh, ordering fast food in the app is such a pain in the ass. The employees don't even know what's going on most of the time. Makes it a whole dilemma. Yeah. It does. 
It does. I agree with that. Totally. Lopes Fan Gabe says double cheeseburger is going to cost you 50 cents in your personal information. Data is the currency McDonald's is really after. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Uh, Cafe Rio emphasizes the casual and fast casual. Reminds me of Monty's story of the lady sneezing all over the food. (laughs) Dude, I'm telling you, the more, and it's funny, Greg, you bring that up. It's so funny you bring that up and that you say you're off of fast food. I am currently not, I can't bring myself to go to Cafe Rio or Chipotle right now. Why? Because I've been traumatized recently there. Why were you traumatized by Chipotle? The last time we were there, the food was just cold. It wasn't like, it, it wasn't enjoyable, you know? And then we started going to um, Mo Betta's next door and it's phenomenal. Yeah. Well, of course it's Mo Betta's, say, say less. But the last time we were at Cafe Rio, like Greg said, the, li- <coughs> the lady was holding her kid up there on her <coughs> boob and he's sneezing all over the place. <coughs> like, I can't go back there. Yeah. I can't go back there. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah. Jersey Mike's has a drive-thru? I've never Teddy Wayman says Jersey Mike's does have a drive-thru. Didn't know that. Never seen I one had with a no idea. That's funny. I had, are you, you're, Teddy Wayman, where does Jersey Mike's have a drive-thru? Fake news. Oh, Mike Maple says Jersey Mike's has a drive-thru in Syracuse. Okay. That's not by us, so it doesn't wow. exist. Uh, Eric and Raleigh says we have drive-through uh, Jersey Mike's here, okay, and you're in maybe, Charlotte. I'm, I'm, I think? Sleep, I'm sleeping on the drive-through Jersey Mike's. Then I saw so my. I didn't know I've about never that. Never seen a Jersey Mike's with a drive-through. Oh God. Lopes fan says Jersey Mike's is the Portillos of sandwich shops. Oh, overrated. Get the hell out of here. See, you were doing so good today, Gabe. You know, Gabe. Gabe. Spring training. Dude, I'm, I'm, I'm going to Jordan Clarkson you. Okay. And I'll drop that. Much. Which means you're just going to put your hands yeah, up I'm and just not do anything. Yeah, I'm going to bow up and then walk away. Yeah. Um, you know what? Gabe, we're going to Portillo's when we come down for spring oh, yeah. training. Oh, yeah. We are going, and you're not going to be able to say no. I'll Brittany Griner you right into... Okay, I should probably not. You got to fuck one, marry one, kill one. Talk about kidnapping people. Um, yeah. You know, uh, I'll penal colony. Well, no, shouldn't talk See, about that. See, that came out wrong, too. That came See? out wrong. Um, you know, I'll, I'll manage your load right in... Well, wait. <laughs> See, that's not what I meant. What I have been saying... <laughs> Gabe, you're gonna go to you're gonna go to to Portillo's when we you're doing it. Um, <laughs> Dallin says it, in with that Jersey Mike's definitely overrated. Really, but see, okay, but but I'm really? not a I'm not a uh, Jimmy John's guy. I'm a no. Jersey Mike's guy no. all day. You're not even in the same zip code. Yeah, dude. Oh, see, Jaron. Jaron says I've developed oh, a dude, dangerous I mean, addiction yeah, to super I mean, chicks. Dude. Dilly dilly. Dilly dilly. Like, come on, bro. Super Chicks is where it's at. Yes, Super Chicks is absolutely where it's at. Okay, so you're in the McDonald's app. Yes. And what are you looking for right now? Where, I'm where double you... cheeseburgers. I'm fat. Okay. Um, let's see. Deals. Under deals. Continue. Okay, I've got to give them have my, they, my they, Apple. Yeah, have they asked you for your location, your social security number, They have asked phone me, number? and I have to put my DNA chain in here. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I agree. Yes. What about what about your your tax number with the IRS? You got exactly. they, they are asking for that too. Exactly. They use okay, great. Finish registration, you jerks. Yeah. Finish registration. Uh let's see. My rewards, I have zero. Casual. Buy one hash brown, get one free. Um twenty dollars, uh twenty percent off any purchase of five dollars or more. There it is. Fat. 50 cent double cheeseburger valid once a day 
and Thursday and Friday. Available only for pickup. How do you pick up at McDonald's? Yeah, how does that process work? So you order and then what, you just walk in? Yeah, I, I don't know. Are you sure you want this deal? Use this deal. Yeah. I mean, what other... I want the deal. The de- the, the deal's not available at this time of day. I want it. Okay. You know you what? You see what I mean? It's just such a casual All thing. the way off. All the way like, off. Like, come on, bro. Brett Burnett says these two can't stay focused. No, You're I casual. Can't. I can't. I freely admit I can't. Um, <laughs> Salty Drunk says, you mean how rough official you? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Christmas uh, Spirit Gabriel says, is Firehouse Subs overrated? I heard people saying it's overrated as heck. Eh. Never been. Never been. Never been. Brent Burnett says, have to try a uh, new Super Chick. You do. Tom Brady's new Super Chick is amazing. Oh, you mean the restaurant? Oh, well, Super Chicks <laughs> on Riverdale Road is amazing. <laughs> Super Chicks is awesome. Uh, Jesse Harsh says, uh, Firehouse better than Jersey Mike's. Um, buy one diarrhea disc from McDo. Get one free. Jeremy Bolton says, thank you. Uh, Eric and Raleigh says, yeah, order and walk in. I'm not walking into a McDonald's. I'm not. <laughs> Is McDonald's the Walmart of fast food? God. I will never go to Walmart. If you see me at Walmart, you're there. I'm a, a man. It's a doppelganger. Cause I am never going to Walmart. I'm not doing it. Okay. I'm not. Uh, Austin Apierski says, valid one time a day. That's a fat L. Well, you get f- fat from, the, you know. Uh, Shanna Garbeck, good morning to you, friend. She says, uh, hey, just got on. Quick question, maybe already covered, but uh, before you wrap things up, I have a question in regard to BYU coaching changes. Who will be coaching for the bowl game? Up, yeah. up in the air. Remains to be seen. Remains to be seen. Yeah. That is absolutely a good question, and the answer is I don't know. I mean, I, I have to think that... that uh... I think grad assistants will cover the defense. Uh, you need your guys out recruiting. I think once you go to the bowl game, I think your your I think your Jay Hills of the world have to be fully focused on on recruiting. And your Kalani and grad assistants will handle the defensive exit interviews. And it'll be. Uh, by the way, we're not done with coaching changes. They, somebody told me yesterday that there are going to be a, a significant number of changes on offense as well. Yeah. Harvey Yunga's out recruiting. So I don't know uh, all this talk. And I think I, I, I even said this earlier. I can't see them whacking Harvey Yunga. He wouldn't be out recruiting if he was going to He's out recruiting. Yeah. He's out recruiting. So, yeah, I don't know. That's a good question, Shannon. I, 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 I don't know who's going to coach the bowl game. We've asked. They haven't specifically said. I mean, they've been there. Kelly and Jay have been there a day. So I don't think they even know yet. Uh, Brett Burnett says, most places are overrated. Inflation is going to kill their business like the the, so, the Sane and Wedding Singer. Okay. Okay. You know. Um, you know. <laughs> no more diarrhea quotes, please. Uh, Greg Hawkins says, all the sandwich shops are pretty solid outside of Subway. Yeah, never going to Subway. Never going to Subway. Uh, Teddy Wayman says, firehouse subs are the bomb. Um, Ruff's official says, LOL, they silenced me. The truth but hurts these guys. Uh, okay. Whatever you say, man. Uh, you two, uh, you two never showed at Riverdale super chick. When are you coming? We were there. We were absolutely there. Yeah. What are you talking about? We go there pretty occasionally. Uh, Greg Hawkins says, is McDonald is McDonald's is Walmart. What does that make KFC? Oh God. Aldi. <laughs> Aldi. An Aldi reference. 
<laughs> an Aldi reference. Uh, Jeremy Bolton says Cougarboard is going to coach the defense in the bowl game. There you go. There you go. See? Cougarboard. I'm not. No. No. I'm not doing it. Uh, Salty Drunk says you order on the app and quote the code at the drive-thru. Okay. Uh, Brett Burnett says what happened in uh, Sean Nua coming? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? Russ Official. We've cracked the code on Russ Official. We have finally gotten him to, to divulge into personal insults. Fast food, something these guys are probably experts on. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, man. We have, we have defeated Ruff's official. I love it. You know. Uh, Dallin says, maybe, you, uh, maybe why you don't trust my opinion, but I like the meatball sub at Sub. Meatball subs are so good. But the meatball sub at Subway has been a classic for decades. Oh, like, that's, so been, that's been a staple for them. So good. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, Greg Hawkins says, them Fano brothers are coming to the hill, baby. Yeah, I was, I've yeah. been texting with Logan. Logan is going to come on the show. We're just trying to find a date. You want to talk about a psycho. That dude texted me at 4 a.m. today. And he's like, hey, dude, I just finished my homework, man. He wanted to come on the show. Logan wanted to come on the show with his brother. And so we've been trying to work it out. He's like, my brother can't make it. I just finished my homework. Essentially, he said, I'm going to bed. It's like, all right, cool. (laughs) We'll figure it out. Logan's a stud, dude. Logan is a stud. Yeah, they both announced yesterday, basically. You know, um, tough loss uh, for the Grizzlies last night in Jacksonville. Yeah, it's been a... you understand the Utah Grizzlies, basically their top two lines are now up in, in Colorado. Yeah. Like it has been a tough, tough season of turnover. You know, uh, Skinny Dick Nick gets the last say and says, Subway tuna underrated. Any tuna sub is underrated. Any tuna sub is underrated. Uh, and finally, has anyone been banned on the show? Salty Drunk says, nobody's been banned on the show. We don't ban people. We'll put you in timeout for a minute. But we're not going to ban you. So... Banning is bad for business. This is why I always ask people, why are you blocking people on Twitter? Why are you blocking people on Twitter? Put them, <coughs> put them on ignore or whatever it is. Mute. Mute. Thank you. Why are you blocking them? I don't understand that. Why would I block anybody from this show? Uh, I, I don't understand that. I would not do that. That's just not, that's bad for business. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense at all. Yeah. It does not make sense at all. The Monty Show is presented by the Advocates, utahadvocates.com. Uh, bottom line, um, are we going to McDonald's for cheeseburgers? Sure. Should we do a YouTube short on it? We'll probably do a YouTube short. By the way, if you haven't noticed our YouTube shorts, we're doing them. Uh, we are doing hot takes every day. It's on a hot take, play, uh, hot take playlist. Um, so make sure you check that out. And we are, somebody asked about uh, sub count. We are over 3,300 subs now, 80, or excuse me, 8,300, 8,303. Okay. We are officially- 700 to go. I mean, you guys got a shot here. I mean, it's only no, the eighth. 697 to go. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's, that's pretty good work. I mean, what is that? Uh, we under 30 a day. Would you say 697 to go? Uh, yeah, 697 to go. And when we got 22 days left? Yeah. 31 and a half a day. Actually, it's 23 days. Because okay. there's 31 days in January. Okay, 23 days. 30.3 to go. And we've been picking up a, a, a bit more than that. So, yeah, if you are not subscribed to the show, please give us a thumbs up. That if, really if helps the channel grow. If we get to 9,000 by the end of the year, you and a plus one are going to the Jazz game with us. Black car, anything you want in the team store, let's go. Yep. 
So subscribe to the channel. Please give us a thumbs up. If you're all hundred of you that are watching the show right now, please give us a thumbs up. It really helps the channel grow. Um, and yeah, when we get to 9,000 subs, if it is in the month of December, before the 1st of January, if we get to 9,000 subs, one of our subscribers, you're going to come to a jazz game with us plus one. So it'll be me, Jake, you, plus one of your people, whoever you want to bring. We'll have a black car. We'll get you... I would encourage you to do a sweatshirt, but we'll get you a custom jersey, anything you want from the team store, and we'll watch the Cavs and the, the Jazz together. Got to subscribe. That's all I'm saying. Do it. And it'd be great if you guys could hit like on the channel right now. Young Jake, until tomorrow, um, yeah, I guess say goodbye. Goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake.